0: Hey, uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say, and i you are gonna find me, cause I wanna be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis
1: tour. You know, I think they got their, his testicles so far off their mouths
2: that this is bullshit, you know? I'm not thinking about that right now, I'm just thinking about having won the world title
1: and, and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in, and just smack
2: it, pull back, drop down, step up. Well, I'll tell you still, I did travel some humongous ways. Surf looks good, have not Not bad. Ain't That Swell, with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are bad! (laughs) Get a haircut. Yes, Shredheads, Waxheads, Kooks and barnies. Welcome to Ain't That Swell, the radio show dedicated to cutting fucking sick. I'm your host, the two-time Gold Cone Piece Award-winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest himself, the punch-drunk pikey, the sultan of psilocybin... What else we got in there? The maestro (laughs) of micro (laughs) dosing, (laughs) Smivy. And I'm joined here, as always, by my loyal co host and friend, frontman of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Surfing World Magazine, Tracks Magazine, Waves Magazine, Vaughn Corn Deadly. (laughs) Thank you, Smivy. Welcome Welcome to to 2021,
3: mate. Mm. Welcome to the new year. Mm. Check you later, twenty twenty. Mm. Couldn't get any worse. Oh mate. well it wasn't that bad for some of us. It was pretty tough going for a lot of other people, but good to be back into a new year, a new mindset. Smith had a lot of mushies over the Chrissy break, I'm feeling mm. completely flushed season. out, completely mm. I'm feeling completely clean, cleansed, and ready for the new year, whatever it may bring. Mm. I'm good.
2: Uh, the, it makes a bit of a change from pretty much the rest of the community. I think it's in this kind of collective Christmas tweak out at the moment. Have you mm-hmm. noticed that? The Christmas New Year's tweak out. You, oh, like it's like just there
3: every year, yeah. Yeah, it's
2: there every year. It's kind of like January 2, 3, 4, like people are just coming down off a fucking holidays period full of cocaine and ham. <laughs> and very little piety. <laughs> Minimal piety. I mean, it's uh the, the way we've managed to convert this. Religious holiday, you know, basically this uh, a time to reflect on the birth of Jesus Christ and the salvation of humankind has in, instead turned into this decadent, debaucherous, drug fueled fucking carcass, carnivorating, mm. gee, schlep fest. It's yeah. a bit of a fucking disgrace.
3: Well, Ozzy uh, wrote a song in the, the, the famous Goons of Doom Christmas album called Scrooged, S-C-R-E-W. D G E D, and uh, it's a good one. It's a song about the uh, you know consumerist nature and the over overdoing of every single fucking facet uh, of life over the break. And uh, to be perfectly honest with you, mate, I'm I'm glad it's gone. I'm glad mm. to see the end of it. Had a nice time with the fam. Uh, got stuck into it. Ronnie couldn't move because of his uh, busted leg, ah. but. Oh well, I guess we should. Let's
2: bring him him in. Our special guest this week has seen more action than almost any man alive. In fact, he's paid to do it. He's a wet hole specialist and an absolute living legend of the porn industry. Ron Jeremy. Jeremy, Hi, this is Ron Jeremy. You're listening to (laughs) Heard That (laughs) Swirl. No, it's
1: actually
0: Ron Blakey, but Ron, welcome to the program. Oh boys, what a way to kick off the year. I mean, I I couldn't
3: think of anything better. This Mm. is fantastic. Thanks for having me. No,
2: it's our absolute. the
3: pin dog? We've had. So much, uh, well, so many requests. So many people have been uh, wanting to check in, check on how, how your leg's going. You busted at Akira. We spoke about it last episode, but uh, is it healing up?
0: It's healing up, mate. Yeah, um, post surgery, I, I was woke up with a, a rude shock. I looked down and it looked like Al Hunt's leg was attached to my body.
2: Oh, but uh,
0: the swelling has gone down considerably, and I uh, will be happy to have that leg back. <laughs> and uh, I'm left with uh, what is. Uh, a pretty sad looking.
3: Yeah, it's, it's gone into the withered phase, Smithy, oh, yeah. where the muscle uh, deteriorates and all mm, you're yeah. left with little the is little mm, You look like a, a
2: POW from the uh, Singaporean <laughs> railway. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah, one bulimic leg, mm. but uh, it'll make its way back. The swelling's gone down, and uh, yeah, there's a pretty healthy scar there under the bandages, so mm. it's not all bad. Up the swellings.
2: Uh, now, Ron, did you pack a few fudge holes of your meat capsule or what on that day at uh, Kira?
0: Oh, it was so fun. It was so fun. I'm always kicking myself. One of those people who, uh, you know, doesn't often make the journey. It was sort of something that uh, Vaughn and I did a lot of when we were Grom's. quick trip up to Kira from uh, down there at New Brighton, South Golden Beach, and and race up and, and get yourself a, a couple of pits when those cyclone swirls were on. So um, when this one, this rare one, popped up in December, I was all over it. And uh, managed to get two okay waves, but it was on the second one that... Uh, yeah, I folded my leg like a deck chair
2: mm. and um,
0: yeah, been dealing with the consequences of that ever since. Mm. Endone and ham on toast for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: there you go, <laughs> No, It has, wasn't all cocaine and ham, man. Some, no. uh, some, some people uh, relied on some other farmy products, but dog, uh, what was I going to say? The, 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 how's the, the healing headspace been for you while everyone else is, like Smivy said, ripping in like absolute lunatics? You're all sort of sitting there, uh, staying off the beers, staying off everything else. How, have you had like a, a chat with Marky Matthews, or have you needed have. anyone to sort of like coach you through those those days where it's not feeling like anything's going right?
0: Yeah, had uh, an overwhelming amount of uh, well wishes from folks out there, so a big shout out to anyone that uh, that reached out. But um, yeah, called on uh, some of the most damaged humans uh, for some some tips. Mark Matthews was incredible, and uh, also just used Mark as a sort of uh, just a almost a. A gauge for how bad things can go, mm. and uh, I think myself pretty lucky not to have had a, an injury as nasty as his. But uh, yeah, he he gave me great tips on just managing the pain, and uh, yeah. also certainly encouraged me to stay away from, uh, from booze, yeah. sugar.
3: Yeah, because maybe uh, when yeah. you when you're uh, on your back for a long time, one of the tips that Chalky gave. Ron Dog was like, you know, when you're getting your sponge bath, really make sure that you dry well under the ball bag and mm. between the, the shaft and the nuts because tinia can really fester in that space.
2: Oh, especially Ron's ball bag. I mean, it's huge. The cojones <laughs> on him. He's known to pack a monstro cone. They yeah. use that thing as a bloody uh, a beach tarp down there at South Avalon. All the kids are sheltering under yeah. it. <laughs>
3: Thanks, Smitty. Yeah, <laughs> beach tarp. The tarp got cut off the day he was born, mate.
0: Yeah, that was one of the uh, the blessings though. We were up the coast, so uh, out of Av when things uh, went awry when COVID blew up. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's been nice mm. to uh, recover Zero. up north.
2: Yeah, what's go, what, what's the uh, inside goss there? I mean, that's your your adopted hometown, Av, and that was that was where this cluster kicked off yet again.
0: Yeah, well, uh, from all reports, the uh, the locals are loving it. Quietest mm. Christmas ever. Mm. Um, parks. At the beach, and basically you're only running into people you know. True, so, uh, yeah, lineups are quiet. I think it's they've enjoyed it. There's always a silver lining to this. Those COVID who haven't thing, contracted it. it have enjoyed it. Mm.
3: Hey, uh, Smitty, this episode a uh, few presenting sponsors. Big shout out the Burley Single Fin on this weekend. Uh, they're uh, a major sponsor of this episode, so good on you. Uh, you and I, mate, are going to be commentating a live stream from the Burley Single Fin. This weekend.
1: Are you kidding me? Are you kidding ah!
3: uh, So, yeah, that's going to be all time. That's a, 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 I think it's the first time they've done it in something like maybe 20 or 30 years of running the event. Mm. Uh, it's an epic weekend. I mean, it'll be on the, lo- on the low burn because of the COVID thing. but uh,
2: On the low burn, but not low
3: burn. Yeah, well, you'll be low burning low burn. big time. Mm, but yet. that's going to be sick comp. So, if you want to watch that and you want to cop a bit of Ain't That Swell commentary, with uh, some of the old boys up there. It's going to be on the Burley Board Riders YouTube page, I think. Mm. Check that out. Uh, Keep an eye out for links through Billabong as well. Uh, Big supporters of the show as well. Billabong, thanks for uh, jumping on board. Azteca Taqueria, mate. The Northern Beach's finest. I know uh, they'll be kicking back off once the the restrictions come down. So uh, a shout-out to the finest Mexican
2: grits.
3: This side and that's uh, Ronnie and I's younger bro.
2: Yeah, the Mot Love. With, oh,
3: give, you've had a few nights out with the Mot Love. I oh,
2: fucking out. Kenny Ethmat knows how to uh roll up a big, fat, filthy burrito, some of the best burritos <laughs> I've ever stuffed in me gullet. Big time. The margaritas. And, and finally, uh
3: also this app brought to you by Stab Premium. Uh you've been contributing a bit to Stab Premium, mate. Premium. Yeah. Why should people throw down? Why should they get involved? Why should they pay for quality content?
2: Because there is gold Cone Piece award-winning surf journalism on there and I don't think you need any other excuse beyond that. If you want to tap in to the Smivy, if you want to sip from the Smivy walk, rip a couple from the Smivy bug. Magic. (laughs) Throw down on a stab premium subscription. And I'll also say today's episode is also brought to you by one of Will's surfboards, Will yes. Webber, high-performance surf crafts for high-functioning degenerates. Can't wait to get me fucking
3: feet on those slates. right host Smithy, shall we? Finger buns are just sitting in a room. They're sweet and sticky and absolutely delicious. Finger buns, finger buns, feed your face into...
1: Number five.
2: At number five, not all heroes wear capes, some wear filthy bogan you mullets. Bloody little. Mikey Wright comes baby. to the rescue of a poor lady washed into the shore break at Kaiki on what looked like <gasps> a thousand-foot day. What? It was a thousand feet if it was one feet, Vaughn. It was. Oh man. Have you,
3: have, have, you, have you ever been? to Kaiki shorey when it's just a random sort of 2 3 foot it's terrifying mate mm. so much power just all squares up slaps that Shorey. i mean every single one of clark little's greatest you know greatest moments is in that Shorey. and it is a full blown fucking punch down mm. it just it just the way that it all sort of bends in there and there's just nothing stopping deep ocean power from mm. just exploding on the shore and where that lady is getting washed across the rock, she's actually getting dragged towards the shorey. So she's not even in it yet. I mean, if Mikey hadn't pulled her out, mate, she would have been pancaked mm. heavily or just gone, pulverized, never seen again. Yeah. I mean, those
0: are shoreys too that Clark Little shoots. You know, they're, they're not small days when he's shooting. Mm. They're solid. But this was on a whole nother level. Yeah. The surf was monster. And that, that surge came off the back of a 15-foot-plus set uh according to mikey spoke to him just this morning and uh yeah he said that it it was just one of those wild surges and across those rocks there they're so sharp they are so sharp it it looks like rapids they don't look like waves Mm. when they're surging like that the whole ocean's coming across those rocks and uh she was toast if it wasn't Mm. for mikey because everyone else who was trying to pursue her across the rocks they were coming at it from the wrong angle. They were never going to catch her. Mm. You know, needed to be headed off at the pass. And, yeah, the, and, and yeah, Mikey knew. Come
2: around the front and just fucking leg stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just full blown spinning. Uh, and then drop the shoulder. Put yeah. in a grapple tackle <laughs> after that. Oh, it was great, yeah. great theatre. But I mean, you talk about, yeah. we often talk about the corn getting rinsed for. Down at Kaiki, you're getting your corn blasted with a gurney. Oh, mate. Sandblasted. 100%. Bleached. It'll be transparent corn after that. I mean, yeah. it is a severe. Severe setting. The
3: balloon yep. knot is just stretched to maximum fucking capacity and it's just the balloon is gone. Yep. All you're left with is a little fucking knot of plastic yep. where a
0: human used to be. Only dogs can hear what's whistling out of it. It's that tight. But, uh, yeah, that, that whole situation was pretty remarkable and, and just so lucky that, that Tyler and Mikey were kind of paying attention. I think it was one of those scenarios where they're, they're filming – assuming something bad's about to happen because mm. people do put themselves there in the line of fire across shark's cove you always see those horrific wipeouts of tourists getting washed <sighs> off rocks trying to get the big explosion of water and standing in the foreground ah. and um they were filming i think for that reason when suddenly that that whole situation just turns so serious yeah. and mikey's holding the phone kind of watching it all unfold mm. and, and then you hear him he's like Calling out to his uh, his new wife, Sinead. Mm. and uh, he's saying this person needs saving. Sinead, Sinead, hold the phone, Sinead.
2: <laughs> and then she goes, You're not gonna save him. him. Well how is that? Yeah. Oh, that? Hold the phone. We've seen that. It's very meta, isn't it? I mean, there's people <laughs> getting selfies and then there's people filming people getting selfies getting washed off rocks, and then uh... right, it's such it's isn't it
3: fucking a bizarre world we're living in? But how's I mean, you know, the, the amount of uh, just noise that's come out about Mikey since this has happened and just how good is it oh, to see a fucking guy you know so in the moment so ready to go and save a life that he ripped off his fucking shirt ripped oh, off the never superhero had a on ripped off the superhero <laughs> uniform he's underneath he's got a he's just running down there with his chest hair and his back hair like a wild boar just <laughs> about to fucking yeah. spear some lunatic hunter and he just Delivers, mate. He oh. just stepped up. When who, it who do you most? want? Who
0: do you want, want picking you out of a, uh, a surging lineup? You want a, a Hasselhoff look-alike, little red tweeds, and <laughs> you know Sean Chest, or do you want just a, a hairy animal with his mullet flapping in the wind, just running down there? So, <laughs> wee red
2: hanging out in the corner of his mouth. You want uh, that mullet? That you know the, the smell of motor oil and, and cigarette smoke, just drenching that mullet in your mouth as you get yep. pulled to safety. But yep. I mean, I think the question on everyone's minds is how long till he gets beatified? Mm. How long until we see the Saint Michael of the mullet Vaughn. Oh, it's already in the happened.
3: It's already happened here. The Swellian Army have spoken. It's it's, it's he's, he's in every fantasy surf team from now on. He's the surfer of the year already for 2020. Uh, he's basically <laughs> he's actually just put himself in papal, you know, uh, what's that called? Fucking Community. He he well, He's people.
2: He's people. Let's get on the phone to those kitty fiddlers at the Vatican and get him in there. <laughs> <laughs> if <laughs> anyone can clean that shit show up, it's the mullet headed. Nah, man.
0: There's whispers coming from the WSL that they've done a big turnaround. They've they've taken the wild card from Leo and they've given it
3: back to Mullen. About
2: time! Absolutely. I uh, totally, totally nah. validate that decision. I mean, <laughs> I guess the question is, does, does, this, does the mullet give him superpowers? Is there some kind of... Uh, yeah, some kind of cosmic, uh, just supernatural force coursing through those long strands of Without hair. Doubt. I mean, we know that the hair is an extension of the central nervous system, mm. and I guess when it Holy fuck, tra- that
3: explains a lot over here, mate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and when it tracks, oh, spi- Get inside, Spivik. Mm. When it <laughs> tracks the spine like that, perhaps, uh, perhaps he's got the spines of two men.
3: I think so. I think you're yeah. right. What, what did you? What, what was your initial reaction to it when you saw it? Your first. Like, when you first watched it and you saw what was going on, take us through what you were thinking. I want to hear.
2: It was almost tears of joy. I felt Mm. warm and tingly. I just watched this fucking battler, Narra King, just put down the Gator Bug and charge headlong (laughs) into 20-foot ocean and just rip some poor sod, you know, out of the shorey there by the neck and plonk it back down on the beach. It was iconic. Mm. Just to see someone
3: put themselves, their body... On the line like that mm. too, you know. Like how's that one that where he's like he's charging against the current, and he finally gets hold of her, and he's almost got her out, and it's just that classic moment where he, he has to stop. He it's got, it's running out to knee deep water, mm. and he just turns around and he just grabs her, and it's just the grip of like oh. nothing was going to pull her out. Fuck of his it was that, good. Of the that read grip, on mate. that situation
2: yeah. was like that's the thing. Mikey is an absolute. Uh, you know he's a savant when it comes to the ocean, he can read things. Those pro- professional level surfers they just see things that you know we ordinary mortals don't really see. And mm. he saw that weird, wonky double up on dry rock and just picked her up in this fucking suplex <laughs> and jumped backwards into <laughs> it. And like it was, so just, it was exactly there was, if there was one thing that you had to do in that moment, that's what it was. Mm. And he fucking just picked the eyes out of it,
0: yeah, nailed it. Yeah, in that situation, you know, if you can't get one of those North Shore lifeguards. Uh, racing out to to pluck you out of trouble you want to see uh, a professional surfer I I just Mm. think they're they're, they're read on the ocean you picked it to me and I think that um, Mikey too knew how bad the situation was going to be if she got swept out any further Uh, if she got swept out any further it's the drop off off the beach there is so quick, mm. and and ha- having been ragdolled over the rocks and scratched up, oh, you know, adrenaline. she got held under for a while before just before Mikey got to her too. I just don't think no. that she would have had the energy to get herself out of trouble. Mm. So uh, huge, huge, uh, and just the way he grabbed her, you know. When I was chatting to Mikey, I said, "Did you get dinged up?" And he said, "Oh, a couple of scratches on my back and stuff." And he said, oh, "I said, what about the girl?" And he said, "Oh, she was pretty scratched up, no deep lacerations, mm. but." You know, if you haven't experienced a, you know, a trip across reef, and, and you kind of know that you're going to survive that moment, mm. you'd think you were dying. Mm. You'd just be going, "This is it. This is the end." And all of a sudden, that big tattooed sleeve just reaches out and
2: <laughs> saves you. Fuck! I, I'd love to see that selfie though. That fifty footer in the background about to land on her head. She's going to get some lights, <laughs> You know that. <laughs> it's worth. Was it worth it? I mean, uh, I guess when Mikey eventually passes on, you know, aged 140 or so, uh, you'd have to think that mullet will be preserved in a museum somewhere alongside Holy Scrolls, Native American pelts and Davy Crockett's hat. Don't you think? <laughs> oh, mate. Can you see it hanging there? Oh, down? mate,
3: there's going to be Ned Kelly's helmet and Mikey's mullet. They're the two things on either side of the $150 note when it, when it finally comes out. 100%. Gorgeous. Well played, Mikey. Well played.
2: Number, Number four. Fans' triple crown moves online. Um, thoughts. Uh, original thoughts was, what the, what the fuck is this? I, I was
3: like, you know, it's, it's hard to get excited about anything digital. In, in in you know when you're comparing it to, what is it, thirty uh, three decades of just so much legend, so much storytelling, or you know, it's triple crowns aren't just about the performances on the waves. They're about who's in the running for it that year. Like what's going on with mm. the waves that year and all this, but. But I've been so pleasantly surprised, man. I've actually been really loving the way that it's coming together, especially once that John John clip dropped. Because uh, everyone was going, oh, Griff's going to snap this once his first couple of backdoor waves came through. Then Seth got a psycho on a pipe, and I was like, "Whoa, this is interesting. And all of a sudden, John John drops this thing from, was it Big Eva? Oh, mm-hmm. That was Formula 1 race car burning out. Yeah, it reminds me of a fighter jet, oh, that mate, first half Just going, it's
1: so yes. oh,
3: this is just unbelievable. And uh, all of a sudden, it just feels like it's heating up into something that's going to be really special. The other thing that's sick is anyone can enter. Anyone. Mm. Like, you're not you're not sort of getting wedged by, uh, you know, having a, a, a start at being a QE guy and getting a start at Eva and then not getting a, a go at Pipeline. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, everyone has the equal opportunity right now to try and get a couple of bangers. The other Mm, thing is,
0: it's always been based on results. Now it's based on performance because we've Mm. seen people at Halieva and Sunset uh, have rides that eclipse the performance of the eventual Vance Triple Crown winner. Mm. So this is really just giving the nod to the person that rides the the two best waves at the three locations and and crowning them. And you're right. I, I think... Um, at the moment, those best rides are kind of split over three different surfers. Um, and I don't know if we've seen a, a ride from Sunset yet that's kind of stole the show. But mm. Holly Ever and um and Pipe, you just get the feeling that,
3: you know, John Johns. Well, I, I, I'm I'm nominating yeah, I the a Cosford Grug. He's got a couple of waves in mm. sunset this season wow. that are yep. just absolute fucking bell ringers, mate. Are we're they... talking about skinning and scalping, mate. Mm. This this guy has yep. bloody ripped the fur off the bear. He is going mm. ham yeah. out
2: there. Spoiled someone's Christmas putting on Kona. It did that spray, <laughs> <laughs> straggling it.
3: <laughs> He's but, sending it, did isn't
2: he? Oh, isn't he? But uh, can they be added? Is that within the window? Those Grug, the Grug waves. Oh, the, were they the before? Yeah, when no, it no. It has when to be. Record? has
3: to be the. It, yeah. I mean, it's still going, isn't it? Yeah, no, does. No, it's, it's definitely
2: still going, yeah. but I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm curious because none of that's been uploaded to the, the website, mm. so I don't, I don't know how exactly it works. There's so few entries on the website um, compared to the action I've seen on Instagram. And oh,
3: okay. Well, like, I guess we're just looking at like who's ripping the most. I thought mm. it's almost like, do you have to enter? <laughs> Can you just like, just let the footage sort of like find its way out there and people go like, yeah, that's the stuff. I guess you got end it because then there's just avoids the hassle of fucking people going.
2: <laughs> and talk me through the uh, the Triple Crown because even in previous years, there's been a bit of controversy around uh, you know competitors that do well in Eva and at Sunset, which are QS events, often can't even get entry into the Pipe Masters to see out the remaining event in the Triple Crown. So I mean, you know, that's what well, I think. Since they've cut the, the Pipe Masters down from the, that like kind of forty five man. Uh, scenario down to what it is now. That's existed, or mm.
0: well, you've had to survive the uh, pipe invitational, yeah. which, which people have kind of struggled with. Mm. Fucking earth, uh,
3: very I mean, difficult a, contest to win. Hawaiian events, it's a maybe. masters in its own. As right? you know, like they're just ever since the the day dot, they've just always sort of struggled between looking after the locals, dealing with the uh, the blow-ins, and then you know trying to find that happy place where everyone gets a fair go. And it's just it's not really. I mean, even Jerry Lopez missed his start in the original Pipeline Masters because of some sort of, uh, you know, sub So it's just – it just seems to be part of the whole process. This is pro- – this might be the fairest Triple Crown. Mm. It, I, it might be the future too because I was like going, how are they going to make a Triple Crown if pipe is – uh if, you know, we're, we're starting at uh, – sorry, starting at Pipeline and finishing. and Like I couldn't yeah. figure out how to get Hallie ever in there really. Mm.
0: You've you got to draw the line somewhere too. Like – just because someone's got a whiff of winning the Triple Crown, do they necessarily deserve a, a shot at pipe? Because you could, say, get to the round of the quarters um, in Evo, around before the quarters at, at sunset, and you're right up there. You might be in second place in the Triple Crown. But have you done anything that truly kind of warrants a, a legitimate shot? Have you overcome, like, the Titans at Two of the the trickiest breaks to surf. It's mm. it's just a tough one. I don't know. It's a
2: tough one, but that is what made it for me. I did love that dynamic of mm. uh, you know guys just rocketing up the ratings board in the triple crown uh, and getting a shot at pipe and yeah potentially. Mm. Shouting yeah, I think uh, uh, Zane Harrison
3: us. had a crack at, at really going close to taking out the triple crown, crown one year as just a, a junior. Mm. You know mm. he, he went to Hawaii. He was nineteen. He won sunset. He got a start in the pipe masters. He came ninth. I think wow. he put in a fucking huge effort i remember uh editing waves at the time and he was like you know throwing himself over it was a real ugly first reef pipe year where it's almost too big for first reef but it's not quite doing the roll in, and so mm. you just had to put yourself under the ledge and i remember people coming home going that kid is fucking mental mm. so yeah the, the triple ground allows those sorts of stories to come to life yeah. I, I think if sit. you
0: if you blow people away at one of those first two stops on the Triple Crown, they'll find a way to get you into the Pipe Invitational or into the event. There hasn't been um, – I I don't feel like there's been a scenario where someone's just so demanded uh, a spot in the Pipe Masters after competing so well at, at Sunset and ever that they just go, it's, it's a travesty oh, that that person's not in. It's like, got to be
2: ratings-based, surely. Otherwise, we're kind of angling back towards that Jack Shipley lightning bolt era of farcical <laughs> contest shenanigans. Yeah. It's well, got to be ratings based. Yeah. I mean, if you well, will, I mean,
3: maybe uh, digital is just going to be the future anyway, Smitty. Mm.
2: Favourite so far from the, the clips? Uh, I mean, the Grag obviously. I mean, it has been uploaded, but we're assuming that's going to be in there. The Vortex Shaman's got a couple from Halieva. Eva. Mm. Laying down tracks, reminiscent of the late, great AI. Oh,
3: well, my favourites are probably just those ones I mentioned. Uh, they're the ones that stand out the most. I'm mm. really uh, curious to see what Mace chuck's in there. Mm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Ethan. what oh, yeah. What's he going to bring to the table? Because he's got those uh, those other two waves on lockers. Did he get a few backdoor nugs?
0: He got a couple. He got a couple of nice, long, running, deep barrels. Uh, nothing sort of in the, the Griffin realm. John John actually had a couple of waves early in the season too that – Sort of, uh, sort sort of weren't uh, in in the midst of that sort of contester uh, arena, so they might have not got the same kind of hype. But when mm. you go back and look at them, they're they're pretty unbelievable. Big big backdoor waves. So, <laughs> well, uh, John John and Griffin for me are at, at the top of the order, and if um, Seth can find a, a couple of rides at Helly and and Sunset, he's right in the mix too.
2: Mm. And the gals? Woo. Oh,
3: well, I guess it's uh, it's got to be Tyler in the lead at the moment, doesn't it? She's just ah. just based on the ten she got it in Maui. Does that count? Is that? Oh no, is that? Yeah, that's got to be in the girls' triple crown, doesn't it? Or is it just sunset I don't think pipe? So. And, I think
2: it's just pipe, Hallie, and sunset. Oh, really? For the women too? Ah. I mean, that's the only three tabs on the website <laughs> in this digital era that I'm going off.
3: Yeah. Uh well, Rhys has uh, a couple of good pipe waves that sort of. I guess they're straight out of the comp though. Uh, mm. And then
0: the Groms, I think, are going to be definitely ones to watch mm. when it comes to the, uh, the Vance Triple Crown, especially young Hawaiian girls. Betty Lou, mm. she's just been absolutely ripping oh. at Hadi Eba.
2: And this uh, Moana Jones, just absolutely throwing caviar to the wind, um, mm. just charging. Her. JOB calls her the probably yeah. the most underrated uh, female pipe surfer at the moment. Yeah.
0: Well, the best pipe surfer, I think he said, of all time. Wow. So, yeah, big <laughs> raps. On her
2: Hey uh, Just
3: on that uh, I keep her like Keep an eye out For Coco Ho she, You know Like uh, she'll be mm. Wanting to Put her name up there With her, her dad And her uncle Uncle D And mm. uh you know, imagine that. Imagine if Mace, like, sort of drops something special and then Coco, I reckon oh, she'll be oh, really... Yeah. Ho, 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 are you kidding me? <laughs> she'll be <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I, I, think, I think there's a, a, a real eye there and I wouldn't be surprised if Mace is really coaching her into it. Oh, definitely. She had a
0: big backdoor barrel uh, maybe mm. year before last. That was um, huge. She got so pious. Right in the gillo.
2: Yeah, and uh, I'm back in tile to pack a proper nougat <laughs> at backdoor before the season's out. I just think that um, she is fucking on point in a right hand pits of mortalish conequins. Mm. Um I've seen her fucking just knife some crazy ones on that big east northeast. Oh, like, if you fuck, put her, her
3: you best ten barrels on a on a clip reel, fuck there's there they would look good in anyone's clip reel like mm. the, that one on the south coast that first real mantle blowout one she got on that secret uh, sandbar mm. and then there's uh, you Just know the, the cloud about. break mm. one there's the pee pass mm. one mm. there's oh man she's like sitting on a
0: mountain of coneage time mm. well, after she won the uh the the completion of the maui event at pyre she uh, told everyone that she'd actually been there earlier in the year and had a, a bell ringer of a wipeout and uh, that kind of rattled her. Oh, so she no. hasn't really had that, that same sort of thirst for it that she she's had in the past. But she used to put in a lot of time out there. I remember um, working on the Pipe Masters back in the day. And on the kind of smaller days and the junkier days, Tyler was always out there surfing backdoor. Mm. Uh, that was when she was around 17 years of age. So I, I feel like it, it's definitely in her, but she's got that sort of mental hurdle to overcome for herself. Mm of having suffered that injury and also obviously thinking about her big bro as well. So, you know, if she can put that behind her, I think she's a chance at maybe becoming sort of the, the person to beat out there.
2: Mm, well, I think there's a four-letter solution to her problems and it's... Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Number,
2: three.
3: Number three.
2: Holy Hawaiian wahine horn. It's an absolute... It's an attack on surfing from the Hawaiian contingent. This is of the future, Super Groms.
3: The future's here, mate. Mm. Take us through some of your highlights because this has been brewing. We've talked about it. Uh, I don't think an episode goes by where we're not keeping an eye on what they're kind of come through and they, they're they're and the ladybirds, right? I mean, that's what they're going to be known as as they're coming through.
2: Yeah, I guess so. I think that might be uh, that's Vans's kind of uh, label for the. The stab we, high,
3: but they're the, they're concept, the young women yeah. leading this charge, and, and it's, they, it's not just in they the air; up, it's, yeah. it's everywhere now.
2: Uh, what is it, Bella Kenworthy, Sky Brown? Uh, is it Aaron Brooks, Aaron the Goofy Brooks. footer?
3: Fuck the way that these girls fucking uh, like hit the lip, bend their bodies—like every single thing is just reeking of fucking perfect technique. Mm. And they're doing surfing that girls on tour can't do. Like that's just. Fucking how it is. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think there's a girl on tour who can hit the lip and do a full rotor like Sierra or uh, Aaron. Aaron Brooks. So, yeah,
2: it's interesting too. Uh, they're all coming, a lot of them are coming from this skate background, this kind of crossover that, you know, your likes of Current Capels, Kalani David mm. uh, have come from previously. I mean, Christian Fletcher, Nate Fletcher is a long lineage, Julian Wilson that, that have this kind of pedigree in skating. Mm. But, yeah, it's crazy to see these little girls in fucking knee pads and shit doing crazy punts in the bowl, men doing crazy punts in the surf, and packing Mondo Coat. <laughs> it, it is, top. mate.
0: Yeah, and even the the ones that didn't have a skate background quickly got encouraged to, to get into it. And Erin uh, Brooks works with Shane Beshin, and Shane's encouraged her to get into skateboarding. Mm-hmm. And now she can, you know, whip reverses uh, on a skatey. Um, she's... Pretty competent on a skateboard now, and it's all just kind of working together. And uh,
2: yeah, it's oh, it's, it's a, awesome to see. It's but... a glass
3: ceiling moment for women surfing. Mm. This is this is a full blown next level, you know, yep. push coming through. And uh
2: we can't forget Moana Jones, of course, aforementioned Moana Jones, aka Moana. Ka- oh, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Kai Mooku? No. Kai. Fuck me, dead. How do you say that, Ron? <laughs>
0: uh. Wong.
2: Yeah, so, uh, and this is actually what J.O.B. had to say about her. Mm. I think Moana is a force to be reckoned with. I've never seen a girl approach pipeline like Moana, especially at such a young age. Interestingly, too, uh, Moana Wong is part of a long lineage of Hawaiian Chinese surfing legends. That includes, of course, the Ho family. Mm. And uh, I did a bit of Googling about the Hawaiian Chinese connection because it's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, Hawaii you kind of you, you take it for granted that you know anyone with dark skin is a native Hawaiian but often it's not the case mm. um, sometimes they, they're mixed with Japanese Chinese blood uh, Portuguese. Dustin Barker Portuguese uh, you know his family started out working on sugar or pineapple plantations back in the day. Do you want to know a bit about the Chinese-Hawaiian connection? It. It's yeah. quite interesting. Um, yeah, so like the Chinese in Hawaii constitute about 4.7% of the state's population, most of whom are Cantonese with ancestors from Zhongshan in Guangdong. Mm. Isn't that an interesting, Vaughan? Yeah, it is. Uh, this number does not include people of mixed Chinese and Hawaiian descent. If all people with Chinese an- ancestry in Hawaii Including the Chinese Hawaiians are included. They form about a third of Hawaii's entire population. Chinese Hawaiians make up a third of Hawaii's entire population. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Historical records indicate that the earliest immigration of the Chinese came from Guangdong province. A few sailors in 1778 with Captain Cook's journey, more in 1788 with Kiana, and some in 1789 with an American trader who settled in Hawaii in the late 18th century. By 1790, a handful of Chinese lived on the island of Oahu, including the 1789 group. They lived together with the chief Kamahama, Kamea Hamea the Great. I, I know the fucking guy; like he's a famous Hawaiian lord. They've got like a high school named after him, yeah. Z Zeke, Zeke Lau and a bunch of the other high the schools.
3: Every, everything is That's named right. after.
2: Yeah, so uh, there's Kamahama. a bit of trivia for you, Swellians.
3: Um, yeah, well, uh, Mason Ho, of course, uh, one of those. Uh, one of those with Chinese heritage, told me that his uh, great-grandfather, I think, was, uh, or maybe even deeper down the line, but he had uh, escaped some sort of, uh, you know, uh, dynasty that was in power and he wanted to get out of there. That's led him to Hawaii. He met uh, Mason and uh, Mike's great-great-grandma and uh, he was just a, a fisherman, and he met this uh, beautiful Hawaiian woman on the beach, and uh, they ended up having fourteen kids together. And uh, oh, that's that's a, where a the Ho family born. yeah, just a a quiet fourteen, and uh, that's where the Ho family started. And uh, it was a pretty pretty awesome story to hear. You know that those guys, uh, you know he <laughs> he was he was really really proud mm. of his great great granddad.
1: Number
2: two. Uh, number two, Vaughn. I want to know your top five all-time North Shore Hawaii highlights. Awesome. Well,
3: got? yeah, I was thinking about this movie and uh, I sort of thought I'd limit it to seasons that I was there for because I've got so many highlights from when I was a grommet uh, all featuring that epic era of just mega rigos when the fucking – Nosebees were flowing and the beers were flowing and the egos were unchecked and <laughs> you had Kong and Carol and Pops and the boys <laughs> just going at it. Uh, I love that era. Don't That's, forget Rich and Fitz. Oh, and- mate, all the Aussies, you know, over there just trying to muscle into Hawaii. It was, it was a time when oh, doing well in Hawaii just, I think it always meant a lot. But for Aussies in the 80s, it was just, you know, post uh, busting down the door and, and coming back from that sort of, beat down and uh, mm. you, the only way that you could have respect was to not open your mouth it was to just let you surf and do the talking and mm. I think the 80s had this just explosion of Aussies ripping over their especially, pages especially at King. Oh,
2: King talking about not opening your mouth especially Bugs because he had no fucking teeth at that yeah. point did they did no you? no they no Bugs,
3: Bugs, Bugs are, he didn't get his falsies for a few years after that but uh I think he got every tooth knocked out except – he he had three teeth left after that beating at Sunset. And he already have
2: the nickname Bugs at this point. I mean, that's quite uh, cosmic, isn't it? It's quite synchronised Vaughn to uh, have the nickname Bugs and then end up with just two front chompers. It is,
3: yeah, but I think he got his nickname running around uh, pinball parlours in uh, Cooley Mm. back when there was not much there. But uh, look, Smivy, I'm just going to go through my top five. The first one is uh, Joel Parkinson, 17 years old. Uh, hanging around with all the uh, the older QS warriors. Uh, he'd done a couple of trips to Hawaii, of course, but he was still the Grom. He was getting well and truly put in his place. And uh, one night we all decided to go to Femnu. Wasn't enough. That's, you know, the uh, local uh, entertainment Rothen. establishment. Oh No, 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 no. <laughs> Heavens no. Take that back. No, no, just a, uh, you know, like just good fun dancing establishment back mm-hmm. in the day. But uh, there wasn't enough room in the car for him, so they just chucked him in the boot. He went all the way to... Uh, Honolulu from the North Shore in the boot of this car while everyone was you know heading in there and then uh when everyone had had enough of Femnu no, they all jumped back in the car and left and left Parco there <laughs> and he had to get a bus back to the North Shore and it was like you know I don't know three in the morning and he fell asleep and ended up doing about four laps of Oahu because <laughs> the buses just keep going there so uh that was number five seeing uh, a future world champion and, and triple crown champ just uh do the rounds of Oahu oh, four or five times I, in one night?
2: I can picture it now, you know, just stepping off the bus there, somewhere on the west side, uh, asking a, a local moke there at 4 a.m., like, uh, excuse me, sir, uh, am I anywhere?
3: <laughs> oh, mate, he wouldn't have known where he was. I'm just stay on, bus, Shore, uh... stay on the bus, grommet.
2: Stay on the bus. So that was a good one.
3: Uh, I got number four. I got my by 21st. was at Mick Campbell's place. And, uh, I, was, I think it was downed off the wall. Started off sort of uh, innocently enough, and next thing you know, everyone's shot. Gunning uh, cans of cause light, and, and then next thing, Kobe Abbott and Sam Carrier are just shirts off, having this huge fucking like jujitsu wrestle in the front yard that spills off the front deck into the into the bidu bush out the front, and the whole place just got completely destroyed. And um, I had to go around to Cambo in the morning and do the big clean up by myself because he was like, "I'm not fucking cleaning this shit up." Uh, <laughs> that was pretty good. That was my number four. Uh, I've got Reno Abelira turning up to a Goons of Doom gig in uh, Eva with his bongo and just saying, hey, I'm in the band tonight and just sat there at the front of the stage and just played bongos while we, we did our set. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was That's a good amazing. memory for me. And then uh, I've got, as number two, just the uh, 98 Pipe Masters. So much happened. That's the year that uh, Andy Irons and Munger had a heat. Andy got an interference. Uh, he went over the falls, snapped his board in four places for all money. Looked like he was just is the that reef. the one
2: where he's almost like paddling out and just swings around swings and just around last
3: second just with a head full of fury shuttlecocks over the falls off and then you kind of
2: see him like trapped in a sock just yeah. getting sock lamb. Like Does a couple of little flips
3: sock. up in the lip and then you just see he's rashy just go over with the, you know the already broken cascading Niagara Falls of, of ocean. Uh, what else happened in that one? The Hoyo wipeout happened in that one. That's where uh, you know oh. famously got bounced Didn't on first that. reef on a, on a third a third reef swell. And he just got fucking lit up, like Christmas. It was great. Love the hoy. Uh, and of course, Kelly and Machado, they had another one of their classic heats. And uh, I think Kelly won his sixth world title in uh, another classic Kelly, uh, you know, mob battle. And then of course, Brucey Irons and uh, Jake Patto going all the way to the wire. Right in that last one, Snake Lips flying out of the tube after the Hooter to win after Fletcher told oh, him. Oh, special Pipe Masters. He was going to lose? Oh, such a good Pipe Masters. I love that one. But my number one moment in Hawaii, Spivy, is uh, Serena Brooke trapped in the toilet while Kobe Aberden and Johnny Boy Games come in to sort out their differences. You've slidged at each other in the press. Oh, to be Serena Brooke at that moment. Imagine what she was hearing. Just crack, crack, crack. And then it was just, uh, yeah, the famous, the famous brawl. Been stewing for so long. I, I just can't imagine what it must have been like to be sitting there. I, I don't know why they chose to, to to sort it out in the women's toilet, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. it might have been, uh, might have been, might have been, uh, you know, suitable if one of them had just done a quick, just said, "Hang on, before we get started, and just had a quick look under just to see if there was feet in any of the stalls."
2: <laughs> well, there you go. That's my top five. Incredible,
0: great top five. Unbelievable. Wow, hmm well, yeah,
2: uh my top five, I'd have to say biggest Wednesday. It uh, probably pales in comparison to what they're doing at Jaws now. I mean, Kyle and he probably surfed that on a fucking bathtub of a windsurfing sail attached yeah, to yeah. it. But <laughs> still, <laughs> nevertheless, at the time. Inflatable mattress mm. just
3: for flying off the top of the air, but for sure.
2: But uh, at the time, iconic Ross Clark Jones, Shane Haran, T- Tony Ray. T-Ray. Oh, uh, Kenny Bradshaw, they are uh, all there.
3: When I met Kenny Bradshaw in um, – in uh, I think it was at Manly at one of the surf comps. I said, hey, mate, I'm, I'm the editor of Waves, uh, Vaughn Blakey, good to meet you, because I'd never met him. And he said, stay here. And he went to his car, pulled out a photo of himself already oh. autographed and gave it to me from the biggest Wednesday swell.
2: What? Yeah, mate. Mate. Straight to the pool room. Are you kidding me?
3: Those things. He would have had a
0: pretty hefty print bill. Did <laughs> nice like you get I, one dog? No, I just remember being in um, Huntington one time for um, the U.S. Open and going into cafes kind of uh, around the zone, and every second shop had a picture of Ken Bradshaw from that big Wednesday swell with the um, words "Desire, Dedication, Determination." Ken Bradshaw.
2: <laughs> if only that desire and dedication could have seen him through that nasty bout of RSI that ended up cruelling his career. I mean, very sad, wasn't it? I mean, just the RSI and his wrist there from, oh, from so on holding so on. to the toe rope and oh, yeah, signing yeah, the autographs yeah, yeah. to yeah. terrible, terrible ailment. I mean, one of the greats. Gone too soon, Vaughn. <gasps> But uh, incredible film, All too. Right, Shout out to Tim Benithon, because uh, just the way it was put together, the interviews mm. spliced in with the classic midnight oil tracks and the whole thing, like, in the the mid-90s or whenever it came. Oh, when was that? 90s, yeah, they, you're 90s. right
3: to give Tim B'Nython credit because, mm.
2: like... That was the making of he, Tim B'Nython. He
3: doesn't get a lot of love, Tim B'Nython. I mean, he does... Well, I think now everyone knows that he's Johnny on the spot with the swells. But back in the day, he was making these sort of... Uh, uh, have we spoken about this? Tim Burton was making in uh, sort of the early 90s and even the late 80s, uh, a lot of films uh, with Hawaiian seasons. They were totally yes. sort what of off of their time appropriate. Something? Is that No, was that
2: it was series? before that.
3: It was like Gripping Stuff oh. and um, uh, Hawaii 90, he did all those series. Hawaii 90, Hawaii right. 91, et cetera, et cetera. And they were... Like, you know, they had Kelly Slater going, the Screaming Jets go off, you know, saying stuff like that. And, and <laughs> cut into the video That's clips nah, that he'd Korish. shot for the Screaming Jets and shit like <laughs> no that. No way. Like, what madness. <laughs> and, uh, like, they're so cheesy and so bad. And oh, I, Doc I, Gleason and the I, Screaming but, Jets. But, uh, like, of their time appropriate. But as sort of, you know, fashion changed and everything, like, started to become, you know, the uh, momentum generation, he just stayed in that world and kept making these, like, flaming, you know, uh, – Flaming fucking motifs running through his thing and re- High definition Five times repeated frontside snap clips You know, like everyone was so past it <laughs> And um, I saw Shane Dorian He walked up to Shane Dorian at Mark Mundaka one time And, and said, oh Shane Can you uh, say something for my movie? And uh, Shane turned around and went Hey Tim I never want to be in one of your surf movies ever uh, again. Oh,
2: God. the <laughs> Critics. Everyone's a critic. He's not going to win a Palm Dior, Sure. No, and, you know, but, but he's having a crack. Credit
3: where credit's due, and I know we're on a bit of a tangent here, but Nathan, mate, is such a fucking swell chaser. I reckon he's up there with the best. He's oh up right. there with the best who live for it who see a purple blob coming and they all they can almost sense there's one coming <laughs> and uh, a funny convoy we had once which is, isn't funny but it sort of sh- uh, sh- showcases his dedication was um he missed the fiji 2012 swell mm. and uh, we asked him in an interview once for for surfing well we we're like do you have any regrets and he goes oh only one mate only one i missed the fiji 2012 swell yeah um my auntie had died I'll never forgive myself for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: I mean, that's a fucking <laughs> dedication right there, mate. <laughs> oh, oh, life yeah. choices, sliding
2: doors moment. And yeah,
3: that that biggest Wednesday. I think uh, for a while, for a long while, that was the highest selling surf movie ever made.
2: Fuck, it was yeah. iconic. I
3: mean, you can't you can't sort of say how many Slater in black and white sold because so, you know at the start Kelly's like, "Rip it off, everybody does." Pass some copies through your brows. Uh, but yeah, I think Benithan had, had the the ticket on that for a long time. That was when surf movies cost thirty five bucks. Mm, VHS
2: thing, I still got the VHS somewhere, and uh, even the the decal Did you on the front. Chop up on that a fair bit. But, oh, of course, mate. No, I was a bit young. Actually, it wasn't lung and cones at that point. I think my old, <laughs> the only person chopping up in that uh, VH cassette was me, old man. Mm. Um, number four, Sean Briley, just Sean Briley. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, He's a classic from that era, similar era, and uh, as a kid. You know, always hearing people talk about Sean Briley, but not really understanding the gravitas of the man. I mean that both figuratively and literally. Uh, he had a mini bar as a stomach. Um, and, I mean, as I grew older and, and come to kind of understand the folklore of the man a, a bit more, uh, finding that that three-wave combo of him, that lost that little lost YouTube clip, three of the pretty much greatest pipe waves ever written mm. by that man, and it was probably fucking 1996. You know, mm. He is an absolute icon. I'm pretty sure he uh, kind of took a hiatus from surfing or, or quit surfing altogether because he didn't trust himself anymore. He thought he was uh, just his kind of reckless approach was eventually going to kill him. And he had the now the to, to just walk away from it. Like he couldn't control himself in waves of mortal conequence. He's from that kind of David Boone lineage of professional sportsmen. Uh, you know, looked like uh, just some fucking thick beer swilling. Fucking maniac yeah. and just yeah. packed the Mondo of all Mondo pipe yeah. cones. Absolute goat. Yeah.
0: Lovely dude too. Really? Oh, at um, one end of year celebration over there in Hawaii, I had had too much to drink and I saw him and just fanned out big time. I was like, oh, nice, my God. Bri- well fanned. brightly. You know, there's some people that you're just not going to kind of approach in those situations, but I just went, nah, I'm, I'm going to go introduce myself.
2: Worship think, at the altar of brightly. I think brightly.
0: I remember a few sort of drunken wood chips flying out of my mouth and actually hitting him <laughs> on the face and apologising. But I did. I just found out he was so cool. I woke up the next day and just went, you idiot. And, uh, but he just handled it like a complete humble legend. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, he was next level, huh? He would mm. fall out of the sky and just
3: land on that inside rail
0: and somehow hang on.
3: Yeah. And his physicality was interesting. You know, he had that, like, just big body, big body dirty. He, he mm. sort of, like... Just backed himself to just stick it. No matter how late he was or how knifey the takeoff was or how much air he got under his fins, Mm. like you say, doggy, he'd just fucking somehow get those gigantic boards to just bite Mm. and then he'd be up under it and he'd come from so deep. He would have been sitting on the keto bowl a fair bit and, Mm. and, uh, you know, where Harvey would take off but get those big, big ones that sometimes connect through. And, uh, man, he got some deep. Deep caves out there. And, I
2: mean, credit to the kind of wrecking ball he was packing in that stomach of his. I'm pretty sure that's what was hurling him down those shafts, Mm. those unmakeable steep, deep, late drops. Uh, Just the sheer inertia of the man.
3: Yeah, big time. He he, he has some of the all-time classic pipe shots because he's just, you know, you, you compare that to the Tom Carroll physique. And it's just chalk and cheese.
2: Mm, condom full of walnuts versus uh, just one giant fucking rock melon, really.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, good to see him back in the water too. I, th- I think he's uh, – he's, they're related to Al Chapman, right?
2: Well, it's just a- about to say there's, a, there's that lineage of kind yeah. of big man that uh, do really well on the North Shore, particularly at Pipe. And I'm thinking, you know, Briley, he was the forerunner to someone like Jason Federico. And then I guess you got, yeah, Kalani Chapman in that same mm. – uh, same category. I don't know. Was Al a big man?
3: No, he's a little whippet. Hmm. He wasn't too big at all. He, uh, he had that wiry frame. He was a bit of an Ando-looking character. Mm. Mm. Mm.
2: And what was the deal with Briley? Did he get much industry support? Uh, and, oh. and, and did he ever? has anyone ever seen a clip of him going right or oh, any other Oh, yeah, he's got
3: a couple of good backdoors. He's definitely got a couple of good backdoor mm. ways. Uh, I think he uh, would have enjoyed... Half decent money back then. Everyone, everyone in the 90s and early millennials was getting decent coin if you could do something half good on a surfboard, especially on the north shore. But the, my favourite Riley story is just the one where he he was just watching pipe. You know, couple of uh, CT competitors just sort of dance in and out of the lineup, and he just got the shits paddled out and just caught a set in the middle of a pipe, <laughs> and uh, and and you know, embarrassed. You know, the guys who at that point in pro surfing shouldn't really have been out there because it was just a bad look for everyone. Mm. And, um, yeah, they couldn't stop him. He just paddled out, got a monster, got spat out into the channel and sort of like did the the first big claim where it was like, yeah, fuck, this is how you surf this
2: place, (laughs) bruh!
3: Yeah, legend. Good call, Smithy. Uh, Who else you got there?
2: Number three, watching the backdoor shootout from Mick O'Brien's veranda there right in front of the band's eye and just watching his son, Jamie, fucking just destroy the joint, just gutting it, just coming out with the innards of Pipeline wrapped around his neck and chest and just chortling at the heavens. Uh, Untouchable that day. It was an incredible day of surfing. It was that kind of – I want to say it was 20 – 15 maybe it was the year they had to cancel the backdoor shootout because it got too big and uh yeah they just wrapped it on that day and divvied up the prize money Mm. but uh this one day it was like jamie said you know he's like this is what they call this is when they call it the banzai Mm. this is the banzai pipeline when it's just fucking not a drop out of place six to eight feet and just perfect a-frame tubes uh, and the best underground guys just going cone for cone until they're about to oh, turn yes. green and Stop vomit that. their guts out. Stop it! And then Mick as well. Mick's a fucking core cool lord, Battler kingpin, Frankston's finest. Uh, he's from, of course, Vico. Yeah. OG Butler, uh, single dad to two children, holding down his uh, cheap rental there, right on the you know front and center at Pipeline, next to the Volcom house there. Uh, with the little you know he had this, has this house that's just absolute cluttered with all kinds of bric-a-brac from indo and hawaii and the pacific and he's just a fucking og bogan call lord hellman yeah man
3: he, the you
2: yep. uh, also had the the parrot there the talking parrot who uh i'll never forget its its catchphrase was Watch out, kids. It's Kyborg. <laughs> Are you serious? Because uh, apparently Jamie and his sister were just that rattled by Borg when they were Groms mm. and they were just forever seeing him kind of pacing up and down the, the alleyway there because they live right <laughs> next door to the Volcom house. Yeah. And, uh, they were constantly screaming that out to the point that Carrot par- took it on.
3: That's so good. I remember was, uh, when Jamie O'Brien was out in Australia or he might have been 13, 14, something around then, and uh, he was just so tiny. Oh, yeah. And he came down to uh, Comfort Bells. He was sponsored by Rip Curl at the time. I was commentating, and uh, he just – he didn't know anyone. So he just sat with me in the commentary booth, just this tiny little scary of a kid. And I just remember, like, watching his career go, like, because he was just, you know, super chatty and, you know, wanted to jump on the mic from time to time, and it was really good Sick. fun. I, think I was only 17 or 18 myself, but – um, just watching it, watching this, because he just had that Hawaiian thing. I don't know what happens to, to bodies over there, but they just go turbo, hey? Like he, he went from just being this skinny little nothing grom to just that hulked out, you know, body heavy, muscular sort of pipe yeah. wa- warmer. I'll
2: tell you what happens to him. It's Fucking scar tissue from a million beatdowns mm. from local moke lunatics. Uh, hey. That po- The reason I was at Mick's joint was I was writing a profile on Jamie for the Surface Journal, which uh, I'll read as part of our brand new excellent series. The greatest stories never told. Mm. Uh, but I got to meet Jamie's crew and kind of explore that world that he grew up in. And fuck, it was psycho, mate. And his crew to this day are psycho. Mm. Like hanging out at Jamie's joint, I remember – you know, this kind of posse of local guys rocked up. And, you know, like two-thirds of them were, were local white guys. You know, this one guy was like fucking 6'5", 110 kegs with this huge scar running down his shaved head. Mm. He had a uh, howly tattooed on him as, alongside uh, the complete Hawaiian island chain. Yep. And he was just a fucking gnarly-looking hombre. Um, Jason Federico part of that same crowd. Another, another non-native Hawaiian. And he's like kind of Mexican heritage, um, but built like a fucking ox, mm. mate, the cunts jacked as fuck. Yeah. Um, and then I remember Federico telling me, he was like, you know, when will Groms, man, like we, we just have to fight all the time. We're getting picked on all the time to the point, you know, like where the, the native wines would trip out on how hard we'd throw down. Um, Because, yeah, I guess, fuck, man, it's just a certain point where you just get Jack getting picked on and you just start fucking throwing Mm. him. And on that same that's the way,
3: isn't it? That's the way it happens. Yeah. That's the the only only way to stop mm, it sometimes.
2: And and Jamie himself, all this stuff's really... It's not really known about him. He gets a bad rap as being arrogant or whatever. But in reality, like, this guy's had to fight tooth and nail for everything. You know, Mm. he's he's basically from single-parent poverty. um, And he's had to... Punch on on the beach at pipe Because people tried to send him in You know Mm. Over the years Like go in cunt And he's like uh, You know I think the the quote was Go home And he's like Mate I am home I live fucking right there (laughs) Let's fucking fight on the beach Um, And I remember also From that day Part of his crew Like there'd been a huge stink The night before And uh, like a Hawaiian kind of guy A native Hawaiian guy Had been like Fucking bottled in the head And woke up in a Bidu bush And like It's way more psycho Mm. In that kind of underground world, then you would you might be led to believe with yeah. all the glitz and glamour going on. You know, Jason Federico was just fresh back. Like, I think he'd done like uh, fucking 150 days sober after a skitsy detour into meth addiction, and like, you know, you, fuck. And he's a you know a battling guy from a, a, an abusive home himself, mm. and I don't know how he's doing now. I hope he's doing all right, but um. Yeah, it was a really fascinating. Oh, it's a tough, tough and, place
3: to keep your wits about you, especially if you if you're growing up uh, like in that era. That era was was really hard.
2: Really man. gnarly, man. A lot of drugs on the North Shore. Mm. I think Federico explained to me, like when when the the circus arrives in town, like you know, all those guys want coke and drugs and shit, and mm. like they, they come to guys like him to get it or to uh, to know where to get it from. And um, yeah, it's just this vortex of testosterone fucking alpha males bravado localism yeah like try, and trying to
3: find your place and, and keep your place in if, if you live there yeah you know, to try not to get swamped by it all
2: that's right and they you know they they know Eddie Rothman Dehuiy like Federico, JoB Sean Briley they all know that pipeline is a commodity and the, the quality waves out there mm. uh, are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars if you can consistently get them mm. in, in contracts and endorsements and uh I think that's the other secret about well, the North Shore.
3: That's the thing about J.O.P. at the end of the day, isn't it? He's 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 immortalised himself. He's he's inked in as like one of the all-time greats and always will be. Mm. So it's the ultimate revenge to anyone who tried to send him in. Mm. One of the greats.
2: Uh, number two, I've got Dicker <laughs> beating John to win the Pipe Masters in all-time conditions. I want to say what year was that? Twenty twelve or something? Two thousand thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. Yeah. So he would have been about forty-one.
0: Kelly lost the world title to Mick, but got the Pipe Masters. Hell showdown.
2: Were you there calling it, Ron? Yeah, mate. Tell us about it. What did it look like from your... No, I
0: wasn't there, actually. That was... uh, Had a daughter a couple of weeks. Just um, Actually, the week that the uh, Pipe Masters started. But watched it uh, on from home. And um, yeah, that was a special year. Uh, Kelly had that one pipe wave where Mm. he just free fell vertically. It was
2: like a bodyboarding wave out there. Like an inside double up. We talked about it on the show. He was never going to lose.
0: Even though uh, John was just sort of, you know, the uh, the new heir to the throne, Kelly was just like, no, nah, nah, no, not after losing the title, mate. No way. Nah. You can't take this from me. No. no
1: uh,
2: that was mine.
0: Yeah. I
3: have to
0: win something. <laughs> Pretty what? sure that was the exact <laughs> yeah.
2: quote yeah.
0: as he was
3: paddling into that one. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, uh, he went mad.
3: Just on the on
2: the
0: go. That'd be one of mine, Smitty, for sure. Yeah. That was, was, yeah, that was huge. It's got to be one but, of the greatest
2: uh, wins of his career, don't he you had reckon? A big,
0: and he had like uh, he was. I remember he was on the post show with uh, Joey Tapell, and he had this big emotional just moment where he just burst into tears. You know, uh, I think he uh, he had some shit going on in his personal life, but he just you know it just meant so much to him. And um, yeah, it was huge. Can the goat
3: win another CT, boys? Just, yeah. just just to pull it off, you for a sec, maybe just off off tangent, but. <sighs> He's so good at the moment. I'm just so absorbed by the go. <laughs> yeah, No, he can,
0: for sure. Hollow he weights, just made the semis sure. at Pipe. Mm, like, mm, uh, fuck, he's good. He, he wasn't too far out of the equation at Pipe, you know. You, you can have like uh, just lose the rhythm for a moment and if you're mm. in a heat against someone like John John, you'll never get it back. Mm. If you're in a heat against someone else, you might just find it. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like Kelly could still win Pipe mm. pretty easily. Mm. You know, it's just the, things have to come together for you. But, no, he's unbelievable out there. Unbelievable. Chopes as well. Mm.
2: Who's the uh, the next oldest competitor to win the Pipe Masters? Uh...
0: The, um, probably Johnny Boy.
3: Oh, of course. Or, Mike, or even Mike, Mike Ho, He won it in his 40s, didn't
0: he? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think their, their final Johnny Boy was
3: well into his 30s then. huh? Yeah. My, Mick Ho was. <laughs> in his 30, 40s. I think Mick Ho was in his forties mm. in that in that comp in that final. That was ninety-seven. Yep. Uh, yeah, I was on the beach that day. That was a beauty.
2: Oh, talk us to it.
3: Oh, I was just a couple of you know every single time Johnny Boy and Mike Ho took down a, a young, you know, peak of his powers pro, mm. the beach just went skito, mate. It was the most localized frothing frenzy of just North Shore fucking chaos you've just ever seen. a
2: whole pile and of howly effigies going you up the so like,
3: side. <laughs> the guy who invented the backdoor claim, you know, Johnny Boy used to come mm. out and just stare at the beach and the fucking sand would melt. He'd be just looking at it with that much heat. There was Hawaiian
2: and, groms with their arms super glued in that position <laughs> all day, like, yeah, just walking around. That's what they
3: did, mate, at school the next day, just super glued their
2: arms in that fucking, <laughs> fuck you, man. Yeah.
3: But, uh, yeah, but Mike Ho had a broken arm and he was out there just falling out of the sky and doing that oh, classic thing. Then,
2: how's that not in the top five? The That's only thing be the was that
3: like, uh, it was, uh, everything was sweating on a result uh, for the Triple Crown and, and Mike Rommelsi ended up winning the Triple Crown by getting through a heat in that comp. And it was such a funky year. It was one of those years where it's super apexy, really thick, nuggety, throaty pits, but not tall pits. You know what I mean? Like just everything's coming in high impact first reef swell, but lefts and rights, but not long, not not those long runners. Like heaps of just explosive nugs, kind of like um that year that uh, Medina and Jules surfed the final. Mm. You know when it was, uh, and he got that real apexy square one to win. Uh great day, awesome to be on the beach for Johnny Boy because I loved him growing up. Used to love wave warriors and don't slip, full on rip. That's about
2: it. <laughs> Well said. Uh, and at number one of my top five all-time North Shore moments, watching Noah Dean fuck the WSL the broadcast WSL. live to millions <laughs> of happy-clapping Chris-O folk <laughs> spread across the islands, bruh. Oh, fucking it guy classic. I uh, watched it from the back left-hand corner of that stinky, <laughs> smelly fucking RSL auditorium, Turtle Bay, uh, with me old mates, Scum mm. Valley's finest. Perf Stanley, I was looking resplendent in my red Adidas tracksuits in my Sydney old school T-shirt, uh, and I'll just never forget it. It was, uh, I mean, I guess that's just what you get, don't you, Vaughan, in the, the did islands? Did you
3: know at the time that it was going to blow up like it did? Like, did you wake up the next day and go, this is fucking, what? What's going on here? Because it was I, like.
2: Yeah, not really. No, at
3: the time, I, I've heard from uh, people who were in the room that no one really even noticed it. No,
2: nah, because, you know, you're basically in this reeking RSL auditorium. The whole yeah. ambience of it feels like a board rider's <laughs> Uh And there's just like, you know, fucking yeah. drug-addled pro surfers running in and out of toilet cubicles and fucking spilt my tires in plastic cups and fucking Lays just being trampled into the carpet. The whole thing's a bit like a bit of a shit show. Mm. But uh, as it happens, it's being broadcast live on like statewide television in Hawaii, which, you know, it turns out is home to like – thousands of middle-class Christian fucking neo-colonialists mm. so I guess that's what you get Vaughan it's karma yeah. really yeah. you oh, get yeah. some degenerate potty-mouthed bogan Australian muddying up the airwaves one night of the year and they f- filed millions of bits of, bits of hate mail um, emails you know just threatening to burn effigies I guess of Noah Dean on the beach and poor Noz man he copped Cops, such a battering for that. I mean, from none more, none more so than from his own folks. Mm. Wayne, yeah. Wayne and Colleen fucking were ropeable. I mean, yeah. at the time. Uh, yeah, great night all around and props to Noz. I thought it was just the funniest thing ever. It was just, <laughs> yeah, it was just, just a throwaway classic.
3: line that fucking ate shit because uh, there was no swell. There was nothing to talk about. Mm. That's right. And uh, yeah, Jesus it got turned into something, something else, oh, didn't it? It's like a fucking avalanche, the poor kid. Mm. Anyway. Good one. Absolute mm. beauty.
2: Number one. At number one, it's an old-fashioned vlog off. GoPros at 12 o'clock, fawn, and film everything. Oh, mate.
3: yep, yeah. Film, 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 film.
2: <gasps>
3: Except uh, they're pretty good. Mm. No, it's been sick. What's, what, what vlog in
2: particular have you been enjoying, Smithy? I really enjoyed the Cola Brothers one, the, the Griffin mm. Pinto and Crosby Pinto series. And it kind of made me realize that I could watch Pipeline if my hair was on fire. Mm. Like I can just sit there for days and watch footage, whether it's raw, got music, whatever. I actually prefer the raw footage mm. when you can hear the screaming and the commentary and the kind of adrenalized chit-chat. Yeah, uh, going on behind the scenes because it is just the ultimate auditorium, and it's fucking right there in your nostrils. Um, and there was just a, a really sick clip. I think it was like nine minutes of raw footage on this, like one of them fucked up second reef, third reef days, where mm. uh, you know you can, you can get rollins from deep second reef, almost third reef, uh, and it's it's like fifteen foot. By the time it hits that inside bit, it looks, it's just fucking like this chamber of doom. You don't know whether you're coming out of it or or, or what's going to unfold on Mm. the end section. And yeah, just a lot of screaming on Idolo Ferreira out there, the world champ, uh, having a fucking serious crack at it. Mm. Um, I mean, what else? There was some unknown guy. You know, there's always some unknown, you know, kind of pro junior, probably from. North Carolina or South Carolina or some shit, trying to make a name for himself mm. out there on days like that. Um, you know, and these are the days when those guys die, like oh, Evan Geiselman, obviously. Uh, yep. nearly Perishing there when Andre Both yeah. had to pull him out, and um, this guy was just. I think he packed about four like proper twelve foot, fifteen foot closeouts on first reef that would just any one of them could have killed you. So I was just oh, fucking it's good stuff. Fascinated. Isn't it? Good ripping. I love like the. Yeah, there's
0: good. so many offerings. It's unbelievable. And some get it right and some don't quite mm. hit the mark. It's true. Well, Watching
2: uh Griffin, you know, make fucking pancakes was not that fascinating. No. I must say. Yeah.
0: Okay. But those guys have a um you know, they're not too earnest, the the Colapinto brothers. They're kinda they're easy viewing. They don't take themselves too seriously, yet they still go out there. It's you know, it's it's not kind of like they're they're talking it up to be something that you know only a handful of people can do but what they're doing is pretty remarkable Mm. i don't know i I like how lighthearted those two are
3: that's your you've been doing more vlog watching than anyone i've been vlogging what's what's your face (laughs) big time
0: (laughs) vlogging yourself um definitely i'm with uh smithy i think those guys are onto it um i
3: life of kai what did you make of that um kyle any vlog yeah Kai's just just footage, endless footage of Kai, fucking tomato dragons like... and frilled neck lizards and fucking
0: <laughs> all kinds of reptiles. Yeah, fucking. Nah. Kai, Kai's just doing stuff that's just so wide of what everyone else is doing, but he's also in the same kind of vein. Like he doesn't take what he does so seriously. He's so kind of jacked up. And, he's a fucking
3: likable character.
0: He's just laughing His at what he's doing. Mm. He's like doing chop-ups at Nazare like he's not getting into that i've done the training you know i'm ready i'm ready for this moment i've arrived when it comes i'll be ready he he's just out there it's like he tackles sessions at jaws on a windy day like the rest of us tackle two two foot onshore beaches Mm. and so like for that reason i kind of find what he does entertaining you know that Mm. that latest clip with him with that freaking Blown up mattress. Yeah, the blown up mattress. Reptile. Um, fucking reptilian. Yeah. (laughs) Hang gliding down a a jaw's face is kind of ridiculous. He's going, what, 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 what's he doing? It's just puzzling. Mm. Um, but yeah, what he does, you know, it's not really my cup of tea. But like, I can, I'm still entertained by it for sure. I'm more entertained by just like, you know, the posts that kind of follow or the comments
3: that. Come after it, you know those um, riverboat tri- tricycles. You know, you know those those things. Mm. You see them on on the holidays, like <laughs> yeah, <a> big swan, giant. <laughs> uh, is that what you're talking about? Maybe a big swan a tricycle, going of- tricycle with those giant yeah. wheels, and you mm. can pedal them on the water. I want to see them go down to your well. Oh, it's coming,
0: yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think all the the grom footage is kind of what's fully blowing me away at the moment. Like 13, 14 year old kids surfing like serious waves, mm. like the Roberson brothers, uh, those Maui groms. Mm. Um, they're just little Stevie, and, and they've got their own vlog as well. They've like two wave hold downs at Jaws, and,
3: and shit. What's their vlog called?
0: Uh, it's just their Instagram, which I, I think is a, essentially kind of the same thing. Yeah. You kind of can get a long enough video now on the gram that you're kind of doing vlogging. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's always good. John John's um, surf footage when he posted, it. You know, he, he did a couple um, uh, before the the winter kicked off and it was just like 26 waves at home and then like maybe a month later he did another one and it was like 29 waves still at home Mm. and the surfing in those clips it's like he didn't need to overthink it it's not like how will i approach this next offering it was just like cut those waves together put some kind of tune behind it put it live don't even give it a title just call (laughs) it 29 waves because it what he's doing is like other people need to get creative they mm. need to become really conscious of, of creating a show within their vlog. Mm. But his performance is so next level. Mm. And there's only a couple of them that can really kind of bank on that. Um, but it just blows everyone out of the water. And it's sort of like if you've put too much thought into it, if you've over-conceptualized your offering, you know, you might cook yourself. Mm. It just all of a sudden. Yeah, look you look at this. Just up,
3: footage, oh. fucking Jimi Hendrix, chuck it on there, oh. let people fucking all over it.
0: Mate, his, his highlight reel from 2020 was 40 minutes long and, um, you know, you, you watch a lot of edits, even full feature films that an individual put out and you might get one novelty wave or one session where they're at a wave that breaks a little different and he's got 40 minutes of it and it's like, I just wish Mace would take some of the best surfers in the world to the waves that he surfs, so you can see how they would handle it.
2: Mm, great concept, I you know, like that because
0: it's it's kind of like Single Mark Matthews saying mm. like about Mick He goes, "I want to get him down to Shipsterns because mm. he's he can adapt, he knows how to read a wave, and I guarantee that within just a couple of rides, he's going to figure it out and do something that people don't expect from him. He's not a big wave surfer; that's not his focus, never has mm. been. But he's so capable and so talented." more talented than a lot of big wave surfers are that if he dedicates himself to it, he'll have it in a heartbeat. Mm. And he kind of did, you know? Like, mm. yes, he didn't ride the best waves at Shipsterns, but it only took him one session to be getting like spat out of huge stand-up pits. So uh, having Mace take some some people who are at the CT level to some of those novelty waves oh. and see what they can do. Yeah, we'll talk we'll about, about the that. Time. There's,
2: there's no one in surfing coming close to doing what he's doing. It's just mm. so sketchy. Uh, but he's getting proper vision. It's I would crazy. rather watch Mason
0: though, at one of those just ridiculous backwash waves where he surfs into the beach, hits the oncoming backwash, switches, surfs out the sea, does an air reverse, heads back towards the beach for a moment. Like watching someone do that to me is is better than watching a really good ride, say at Pipe, mm. because as much as you said, I, I can still watch it and enjoy those moments, but that's just so unique mm. and like so. It's so creative what he's doing that I think for me, Mace 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 wins. He's the ultimate vlogger. and uh, I back that. Jamie O'Brien, I mean, he's the reason that I'll never surf pipe or backdoor again because the biggest wave I'd be willing to take, he surfed waves five times bigger than that on a soft longboard yeah. <laughs> that has more flex in it than a rotten banana. Mm. And he just <laughs> comes over foam balls. What he does out there... You know, he's already established himself as one of the greats, but like.
2: Now he's yeah. just taking the piss. He's, he's taking the piss. But he just, he's unbelievable.
0: But yeah, for me, Mason's number one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Shout
2: out to uh, Coa Smith too. I enjoy his series. And also just that entire kind of North Shore Brigade. You got there Nathan Florence, uh, Cole Rothman, Coa Smith. They've all kind of got vlogs. They're all appearing on each other's vlogs. Uh, Cole Smith's one mic'd up. He took the microphone mm. out into the lineup at Pipe. I've always wanted someone to do that. And to hear what goes down out there, and he ends up getting a fucking psycho one. Probably, I mean, so much got made of uh, Seth Moniz's on that same day, Mm. which was uh, mental. And like, you know, I'm sure the photo from the shoulder uh, of that no hands pump would be so fucked up. But Cole gets one that stands up quite a bit taller. I thought the drop was a bit more critical. The barrel was not as long, Mm. but uh, he's a fucking Oh, Man, that guy's such a, a lutton. He's an he's a absolute, absolute, absolute maniac. Yeah, the highest order.
0: Tell you what, I've had a gap full of, uh, lads. Is the uh, just the constant stream of just workout videos of people. Mm. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't, don't want to see my uh, surfing heroes lathered in a sweat, shorts hiked up over their f- chicken fillets, mm-hmm. just <laughs> pumping out squats and training. Mm. It's like we get it. you fit.
3: But is that, is, that, <laughs> is that meant to be some sort of intimidation thing, like, you know, where oh. you get in the mind of, I don't know, let's say, I'm just trying to think of someone off the top of my head, Phil Toledo, for example. Is he looking at Ezekiel Zeke Liao and going, oh. ooh, better put the uh, mm. oh. fried chicken away for just a couple
2: Just hopped up months. on baby formula, surrounded by vomit, yeah. just watching Zeke rip out you know what I mean? like, a thousand isn't crunches. That, isn't that the whole uh
3: the whole uh, competitive mindset with exercises, I've heard all well, so many athletes say it is, you know, I need to know that I'm getting up and I'm doing the work when those guys are still in bed. You know what I mean? Like, that's a big part of having that extra confidence. Maybe yeah. it's just, it's only directed to uh, fellow competitors, dog.
0: I get it. I get that the training's like a huge part of it. And some of them are doing kind of unique training that you kind of go, oh, that's interesting. But um, I just think it's a pursuit and vanity. I, I just don't need to see mm. well, these the, people flexing and showing their themselves. It's unquestionably
2: what it is. Ronnie, I mean, it's some kind of f- – Freud did have a field day, I'm sure. It's all about fucking securing a bit of the old in-out-in-out, in, out, isn't it? I'm sure <laughs> yeah, of it may be. The best I mean, thing
0: is uh, John's so reluctant to uh, um, show himself training, but mm. oca- occasionally the people that he trains with, he does it for their benefit and he'll be showing post-training session and the, the smile that he puts on in those photos is just so priceless. <laughs> you, know, you can imagine it. It's like this is half. It? Oh God, here we go. <laughs> it's just like he's so reluctant, but um, it was
3: good to see that uh, in that Tokyo Rising clip, though. Just how how much he put in post oh, yeah. Neop, he was fucking it, giving it some.
0: Don't get me wrong. In the the context of a longer form story about what it takes to get to the top, um, is awesome. But it's like oh, just. There's been enough Yeah Surely there's enough We, we get it We've sure. seen it The ice bath Okay <laughs> That's great
2: <laughs>
0: Fully oh. in
3: <laughs> Let it go
0: It's good it's-
2: Yeah If you're going to watch Fitness videos I'm going to watch Old mate Chico Ripping out Tybo and his Purple leotard I mean that's about All I need to see And beyond that It's all Fucking watered down Cordial isn't it <laughs>
1: Yeah It's Under Or
3: Gaffs are back. Uh, How can they be back when they never went away, Smith? Mm, but I feel like they did kind of go away. No, they did. They went well out of favour. <laughs> mm,
2: but right. a couple of... Well, I don't
3: know. What, what...
2: It's just the macho bravado culture of surfing big wave surfing. Maybe,
3: maybe. But I mean, all my pipe heroes wore them back in the day. Hmm. Kong TC, mm. BL. Did he wear a stack or did he wear a uh, a, a, a gath or a stack hat?
0: I think BL might have had a soft top on his head. He had something else, eh? Hey? Yeah, he he just had like head or yeah, headgear or something. He good old, old
3: student headgear. We grew up with a stack hat. Did you did you have stack hats when you were a grom smoothie? Yeah, they, were, yeah. they were a certain type of helmet. Like, oh, like they're
0: I... like the gath. They're pretty
3: much iconic in this It was like show. riding
0: around with a television set on yeah. your
3: head. Was <laughs> fucking huge. <laughs> it was a pretty hideous looking thing. But uh yeah, no, I don't know why it went away, but it is back with a vengeance. I'd like to actually I'd like I'd, I'd like to give this show a bit of credit. I reckon mm. this show has single handedly played a huge role in the acceptance and the comeback of the Gath. Mm. Is that am I out of line? No. Not Good. at
2: all.
0: No, no. doubt.
3: Right? I don't
2: think it's all...
0: nah, good. call. Smithy, I mean, Smithy's been uh, proudly mm. donning the gaff. I've had uh, many a sessions with him where he's got the hard shell on.
2: Who will ever forget that immortal photograph of Smithy in his Bondi United Silkies and gaff packing one at petting? <laughs> 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 I want to toot my own horn, oh, that one went straight beauty. to the pool room. Oh,
3: straight <laughs> <Yeah>. through, mate. <laughs> Didn't even touch the corn. <laughs> it was clean. <ugly. laughs>
2: But uh, Gaffs are back, and we've got a bit of a roll call. Oh, uh, beautiful. Kalani Chapman. Yeah. Koa Smith. Yeah. Landon McNamara.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, kind of chartering the ground of his old man with the reggae-coloured
3: oh. Well, Liam Gaff. was a Gaff aficionado. And was an Absolute. Full-blown fucking perp. He was a full-blown purp of gaff. Sally Fitzgibbons? Yeah.
2: Al Cleveland. Yeah. Of course, Tommy Carroll. Yeah. Back on the hydrofoil.
3: Yeah. Always repping the gaff, TVC.
2: Bruce Lee at Curie, you said Ron? Yeah.
0: Oh, Bruce Lee. He he wore the gaff, but he also had the accessory, the uh the visor, mm. which he would take off at the bar, often pull the visor down just in case the chandelier came down, keep the water <laughs> out of the eyes. Come out, flick the lid up, quick wink. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Liam McNamara. Yeah. Didn't mind a a visor gaff at Rocky Lefts, nah. keep the uh the uh, the the spray coming up the face off his mm. yeah. off his dome out of his skull jellies.
2: And tell me when they pull that visor down, is there some kind of Terminator series of red graphics that appear on oh, the indeed. Oh, 100%. On the screen, you know, tube, uh, 14 feet, uh, 7 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Uh, Infrared. Exit, approximately, now, mm. doggy dog, beep, beep,
3: beep, beep. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, and I think the graphics have improved with time too. I think the early model gas with a visor, you know, you would have pulled it down and you would have seen, like, just a couple of green sort of sentences Nothing too special, a little flashing cursor. And now it's just, you know, four-dimensional and it's racking up the phone numbers and telling you that guy's names in case you fucking forget it when you're paddling back out in the lineup. So much going yeah, on with yeah. the gaff, mate. They, there's nothing they can't do. Like, like the old-school Range Rovers too with the little wipers on the,
0: wind, on the lights. <laughs> oh, yes. it's keeping your little visor shield clean. Mm, That's a genius. great addition.
2: There's no limits. Tony Gaff, you're a genius, Tony. Saviour of the universe. Wherever you are. I hope you hear this tone deep in that cave, whittling your gaffs away with your stick and blade. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, a few more on this list: mm-hmm. uh, K- Cali Vast, Jack. Coley Vast, Cooley Vast. Whatever the fuck that cunt's name is, he's a maniac.
3: Mm-hmm. Cooley, yep, he rips. Good yeah, cat.
0: Nah, right. people are people are going to him, especially after the injuries too, eh? Oh, yeah. Mm, the bigo. Owen, Jeremy Flores. Jack.
3: Uh, what about the Norris Nuts? Oh. They're uh, fantastic
2: oh, young Sabre.
3: purveyors of gaff. gaff. Do, they, do they sleep in their gaffs? Mm.
2: You Why know, wouldn't you?
3: Biggie's a big gath guy. Gaff. Big Tom. Nice
2: one. Shout out to uh, me old mate Camel down there and his kind of modern prototype of the gaff. Uh, they have along the southern coastlines of Australia some artisanal... Mm. Helmet maker. Yeah. Making these kind of thick fiberglass head molds, but they're fucking not cheap. 700 for one. Yeah. But uh, yeah. you'll have it for your whole life. I feel
0: like uh, yeah, Camel and uh, Billy Morris used to rock their mm. own custom fit. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Billy
3: Plugs. Morris. Brett
2: Herring. Yeah. yeah. Another oh, fishy number. Yep. Uh,
3: uh Dave Mack. Yeah. Mm. He just told us in that last epi, uh, he cracked his gaff right at the back. Oh. Would have saved his life big wow. time. So, uh, yep, yeah, there's another one for you. And it's just good to see, mate. I've got no no beef with the gaff. I reckon there's superpowers, Morgie. Yeah. Mm. Huh? Hmm. Swillian. Swillian mascot rocking the gaff at the Tweed Coast Pro. What a fucking legend. Taking on the mullet. And
2: Coa uh, Smith too. Gath. Ah, uh, true. The uh, Mad Max spiky gaff. That's right. Well played. Yeah, what's he?
3: What's that guy's character? What's it? What's that name of that guy in uh, Mad Max Two with the mohawk? Mohawk guy's name is Wes. We
1: go in.
3: We go break
2: them Yeah, really looking forward to some ornamental gaffs. Um, I think there's, uh, I think there's room to move there in that space. I mean. Ugh. There's got to
3: be, Smithy, a Swelly and Gath coming out. Yeah. That is a collab that must exist. Oh,
2: come on, Tony. Hook us come up, on, bro. T- Come on, Tony. Come on, Tony. Hook us up. Hook a brother up. Come on, Tony. Massive uh, over. Yeah, huge nice. over. For gaffes and helmets.
3: And also a uh, good solid Aussie product. Get him up. Get him behind mm,
2: it. Support your local tone. Don't be fucking tone deaf. Throw some quid. <laughs> Kobe Abaddon. The eastern suburbs. Absolute finest. With the eastern suburbs, go. Mm. Hacks Coa Smith's braid off following a tubular indiscretion at DeGroa, better known as Desert Point's Monstro Cone end section.
3: Mm. Um, Interesting. This happened a little while ago, right? This was uh, when the Indo COVID shutdown was on, mm. and there was uh, a bunch of crew were sneaking off to get little Indo cans. They right on center, but uh,
2: corrected, it is old news. But uh, I haven't. But mate, landed on what? Again, it, so what it, it needs uh, to be discussed? I think, there's
3: nothing more distressing for someone who will pay twenty five bucks for a piece of smashed avocado on a fucking bit of bread mm. than getting their man bun removed. I'm mm. telling <laughs> you, it's not a good look, mate. No.
0: Remember the hunt? That I uh, I watched it kind of unfold on the uh, the Graham. <laughs> Kobe was looking for uh, Koa's number, leaving messages on, on Instagram. He said um, – Oh,
2: that'll keep you up at night, no. I'll tell you. I'll ran, a, no. ran, a, no. ran, a, ran a photo
0: of him and then said, does anyone know Koa Smith's number? Need to get in contact with him, left some messages, DM'd him. Oh, oh I need God, to get in contact that's... with him. He dropped dropped in on me. Um. So oh, I could only imagine how, uh, how Koa felt.
2: Mm. Mm. Well, well uh, this is what Koa had to say. On Instagram. So I think I made one of the biggest mistakes in surfing. I had a brain glitch and dropped in on at Kobe Abbott and at the grower, exclamation point, exploding head, (laughs) hand in face emoticon. Uh, In life, I love this kind of bit of philosophy from the young Hawaiian. Mm. In life, you're going to make big mistakes. You just got to take it and learn from them by getting your braid cut off. To make it right, Kobe wanted the braids and Kobe got me braids. He's dropped in a bit of a... Kind of pikey-bogan slang there. I thought Kobe was
0: going to take his scalp along with the braids, but Mm. um, it kind of, things simmered down. I think, uh, you know, if you hear those stories about Kobe, you're talking about that Johnny Boy story. Mm. And um, that that day with Johnny Boy, Kobe was in a car, I think with Matt Jai, Mm. the old filmer, and they were driving along and there was already this kind of, rumour getting around that Johnny Boy was on the hunt for Kobe. And as soon as Kobe saw him. And this him, was
2: previous to Instagram, so I'm oh, assuming yeah. the notes he was leaving were just on uh, probably wanted posters exactly. all over the North Shore.
0: Exactly. So uh, as soon as he saw him, he just went and faced the music. He just got out of the car and went and said to uh, Johnny Boy, "I heard you been looking for me? Let's sort it out. And, um, and they did. But uh, I think that is the kind of character that, you know Kobe respects mm. and, and Koa Knew he was in for it But got in contact With Kobe And quickly went And faced the music And I think that Just completely diffused the oh, situation Oh didn't it
3: Turned into like A, a great uh, yeah, Turned
0: uh, into a Vidal It turned into
3: content a Vidal, really good content Of a, a, Vidal, of a, of a man v- bun Getting removed
0: <laughs> Vidal Sassoon uh, Experiment <laughs>
2: Uh, and in fact, Kobe's joined an important Eastern Suburbs lineage here that I'm sure he'd no doubt be aware of. Uh, and this dates back to the turn of the century, born in Ronnie, when the skits Russian roid head by the name of Dimitri, famous for running up and down Bondi Beach in his red dick stickers, hacked some cunt's ponytail off over uh, an indiscretion at the local jungle gym. Mm. Mm, this is Eastern Suburbs folklore. Wow. Now, uh, to add insult to injury... Dimitri climbed to the top of the famous rope hanging off the the cliff there at North Bondi and attached the ponytail to the top of it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, where it has remained to this day, I believe, uh, and for, of course, his weaker opponent did not have the strength to scale the rope, thus forcing him to spend many a day gazing wistfully at his ponytail blowing in the breeze atop the cliff rope. The humiliation of no. a oh, man the, no, the humiliation to stare at his own ponytail. Is there anything more no. humiliating than that? I, 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 I,
0: I can see Vorno's mind ticking over now. He's going, fuck, I'm going to go find
3: that. Plug <laughs> <laughs> it <get> on.
2: <laughs>
3: it also reminds me of, uh, you know, coming in from the surf and seeing me push bike fucking, you know, on the tallest branches of the Norfolks that line New Brighton. That, got, that, that was the closest I got to that moment. That was the Grom Abuse. The boys would uh, grab your pushy when you're out in the water and just – they'd climb and just pass it up the branches of the Norfolk mm. to the very top.
0: Or pass it um, over like a parking sign through the middle of the bike frame and oh, then your yeah. bike would be at the bottom. Oh. And you just – you
2: couldn't get it yeah, the top to of the Yeah, not all so. So you could life. Couldn't get fall. it. Game over. Grommy Abuse. And, uh, uh,
3: that's and a cue. I'm giving that uh, an over. An Great theatre. Great theatre and uh, also – Sorted without violence. Remember nice. um,
0: Universal that... Soldier, Dolph Lundgren, walking around with people's ears around his mm. neck? I could just see Kobe with just a collection of braids. Mm. <laughs> just on a necklace around his neck as he uh, oh, as he tackles those big cones. I hope you're doing well over there, Cobes. I think it's win-win I win too. I
2: mean, uh, you know, Kobe got what he wanted and Koa lost what he needed to lose. I mean, those braids are fucking rancid, let's be real. Yeah. And now he's got a spiky gaff. He's fucking moved up a big, long, hard
3: yard in this place. Crazy world.
2: Massive uh, over and uh, shout-out to Dimitri if he's listening. Please don't hurt me.
3: Ask us a question, we'll
2: tell you no lie. You yes. Yes.
3: yes. Ask us a question, we'll tell you no lie. You said yes. Righto, fellas. Ask us a question. The Swellians have fired... And they're fired hard for the first dip of 2020. <laughs> first question here is uh, from Swellian Bad Sack. And uh <laughs> can only imagine how he got that. You know? mm.
2: <laughs> how does one uh, get a bad sack? And what uh, exactly makes a bad sack? Well, I guess uh, the tinea you were talking about.
3: Yeah, I guess a little bit of fungus in and around the shaft slash ball bag slash gooch area mm. is... Um, could always lead to a bit of a rank, whiffy sack.
2: Mm. Uh, Running around the points there on the Gold Coast is a one way ticket to bad
3: sack countries. Well said. Yeah. the other, the other All, things.
0: Also, though, Vorno, yeah. um, I've been wondering um, the, the manscaping kit that you got a couple oh, of hours back.
3: Oh, well, there's no yeah. bad sacks around no, here, Ron.
0: No, but your ball deodorant. How is it? Oh, have a whiff.
3: Hey, here you go. Oh, pungent. Mate, <laughs> the manscaping, it's fucking good shit, I tell you. getting no complaints. Uh, Bad sack would like to know whatever happened to nose cones?
2: Mm. Nose cones as in, uh, well, is in. Well, <laughs> Josh Connor,
3: full on, you know, regular Swellian on the uh, comment thread. He said we're all mi- microdosing now. We're all microdosing now. So the, the nose cones have gone the way of uh, goodbye, bye bye. But uh, actually, then Bad sack writes back. Actually, I'm just referring to the. The plastic thing that used to be placed over the tip of your blade. Oh, of course. The nose guard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pro tip. Now, are we are that we ever going to see the nose guard make a comeback in the same genius. way that they they they, they are genius? They George Greeno sense. has monstrous beef, massive monster beef. I'm talking eye cow. Uh, sorry, uh, Hawaiian versus Aussie 76 mm. beef. It's mm. that real mm. with sharp nose boards. Mm. He has no. He says no reason for them. They should be outlawed. They should not be allowed. Totally agree. So uh, bring uh, back the nose tip. Uh,
0: full aesthetic, nothing to do with the performance of your board.
3: Yeah, it's just aesthetic.
0: Yeah. So yeah. What, what we don't need, though, is the pro tip. Well, not making a return. It's just another piece of rubbish. Yeah, it's
3: a bit of plastic, isn't it? Yeah. Just, just shape them. Shear them off, eh? Mm. Yeah.
2: Mm. What do you think? Round it off. Square it off. Uh, Hugh Templeman wants to know, what professional surfer, past or present, do you reckon could smoke the biggest cone... And go the hardest on a big night out. in the Googs, <laughs> you, much love, boys. Hopefully see ya, WA way sometime soon. That has seven likes.
3: We're coming. Mm. We're coming to WA. We're coming this year. Somehow, in some way, Smithy, the Ain't That Swell Up In Smoke Tour will resume in WA. Mm. You heard it here. But um, what is it? Which pro surfer can, can rip a huge romper and enjoy a big night on the Googs? Mm.
2: Fuck. Pretty much uh, everyone from the uh, late '80s through to the mid '90s. Yeah, pretty much. Take your pick.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah all of them.
2: Mm. Uh, I've got a question here from Brett Rankine. Duggo <laughs> grows his hair out to a number three. How does this affect his powers? <sighs> if he was rocking the Sipowitz. Wow. Mm.
0: Yeah, the Sipowitz.
3: Oh, look, I, I think it's a, it's a dangerous game to be between. Uh, sort of, you know, what a week into not shaving, and then you got to get almost to the three to five to six month mark before you can start crafting what what comes out into a, some sort of scarlet or some sort of shape. Because otherwise, you just look like you look mm. like a fucking half chewed tennis ball. You look fucking disgusting. <laughs> uh, there's just no getting around it. That that middle ground, unless you sort of plug up or you just commit to a full time gath wearing, you you toast. You look bad. Mm. Got one here, oh, 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 anyone like to want to chip in? I think Goat would just, it, it's, you're really entering a, a, an ugly looking phase in your personal sort of, uh, just your look, if you embrace it. He, he's
0: he's fought that battle already. Mm. I can remember at different stages when it was, uh, it was all turning bad. Mm. Um, he rocked kind of shortish hair and, and you could see what was going on up there. And um, I yep. don't think he'll
3: ever go back. No, no. He'll never go back. The patent baldness is a fucking
0: curse. God's
3: cruelest joke. The Green Room Times, a uh, great Instagram account, legendary Swellian. He's uh, chipped in. He's given me a few lols over the years, boys. Green Rooms, you, you guys on the program there? Yep. Absolutely. The headlines? Good shit. Wants to know uh, this one for you, Ron. Ooh. How many times has Ronnie been faded by the top 32 while the contest is on hold and when did he get his revenge and burn one back? You must have a hell of a story about shoving someone back into the cone and fucking making them eat shit off your outside
2: rail. Share it!
3: <laughs> well, these days,
0: everyone's pretty respectful, but when I first started doing the commentary, I can only imagine how keen people were to fade me. Just a, just a no one grommet, starting out, Picking people apart, and uh, then getting out in the lineup too, and you—I don't know—you just weren't really kind of on top of your place in the the pecking order. As all young people in their uh, early twenties, you just kind of mm. assume that you have a, a right. to Are one you of in those the pecking ways.
3: order though? Like, if you see Morgs paddle out, for example, are you like, <laughs> fuck, "Check you later, Morgs." No. Ain't <laughs> a bit of rail, you
0: little bastard. <laughs> no, no, I think I'm just more patient these days. But um, I can remember probably the. Uh, one of the earliest ones was at winky just heaps of people out one of those days where the comps running at bells and you go for a surf at winky <clears throat> everyone else who uh, wasn't competing was surfing winky because it was pumping finally getting a wave connecting with a, a half decent wave and uh Pat O'Connell, of all people, dropped in on me.
2: Long ball Pat. you yeah. kidding
0: me. And those things were just dangling in what? my face as he just reefed one off the bottom. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was uh, that was one. But probably the best burn I ever copped was um, my very first wave at J Bay. It was such an average wave. It was like a full in-betweener. I snuck to the inside. It was maybe a three-footer. So just hugging the uh, the rocks. Oh, who was it? Parker.
1: Oh, uh, the
0: old gosh, He'd already won the event. It thought had, he was out snapper. Oh, he just burnt me. Just like raced away and we kicked out. He had that big goofy grin under his huge nose, just <laughs> split in half like a watermelon. And, um, did you get him back? He said, Oh, sorry, mate. Didn't see I had this cheeky grin on his face. I said, that's my first wave at J-Bay. I'll never forget it.
3: Ah,
0: um, but good yarn. yeah, I don't know if I've uh, burned anyone. I don't think so. Definitely. Yeah. You ever something.
3: burn a pro, maybe You ever seen mm. one on the inside and just thought, nah, fuck it, mate. You've had too many.
2: Fuck no, ya. can't recall. No, but uh, shout out to Geordie Smith for the reverse call-off at Greenmount. <laughs> coming my way. <laughs> oh, yeah. you were still holding on to that one, mate. <laughs> no. Let it go. <laughs> Nothing Let it go,
3: That's pretty good. Breathe, mate. Fully in. Fully <laughs> in.
1: <laughs> Let it go. <laughs>
0: no. I had Geordie call a uh, Grom off a wave. Who was the Grom was pretty hyped, mm. catching a lot of waves, and uh, he called off a Grom so I could catch a wave at J Bay. That, mm. was, that was. Kind of oh. cool, but also embarrassing at the same
3: oh, time. Sorry. let
2: this poor let this yeah. poor sod have
3: a crack, eh? Look at this
2: guy. I he forgot. Give this guy uh, away. Benji Brand at backdoor. Uh, one of Smithy's best. I mean, fuck. At, at that point, I think he was you know probably fifteen, sixteen years old, oh. and, and, and a handful of Japanese pro junior kids. But <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you got to fit into the pecking order somewhere. There, oh, I, I, I basically uh, you know broke it down as anyone who I think I can beat in oh. a fight, I'm going. That's so oh. pretty much how it works on the North Shore, isn't
3: That's it? That's a beauty, mate. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Benji, if you're listening. E- Empire Ave. Uh, Link? Yeah, Link. Link Great, dog? Link. And uh, Link, so.
0: thank you, mate, for uh, helping us out with um, housing the fam on the, the coast
3: when oh, I snapped my leg. Good man. Champion. Link Ether, great surfer. Oh, I saw him uh,
2: the other day. Ballina Boy? Yeah. Ballina Boy. Ballina Born yeah, and,
3: and bred. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm on sacred turf here.
2: Mm, coming back off a, a broken neck. In fact, I actually had to move north to warmer waters, Mm. too frigid down there. What's he got for us? Uh,
3: He's got a great question. It's a a pretty low-heavy question. But he says, who's the better surfer, Jeremy Biles or Matty Smith? Uh, uh, Matt Smith, just for those who aren't initiated, was uh, a junior from New Brighton, same town as Jeremy Biles, the great Bilesy. ASP
2: 1991, Rookie of the Year Jeremy Biles. Yeah, that's right.
3: So you got uh, Bilesy, who was a bit of a raw dog. Uh, and then you had Smithy, who was a wild unit on land, but oh my god, his surfing style and what he could do—like he was c- as cutting edge in that Slater era before n- before 1991. So no, around 89, 90, Matt Smith was probably surfing on par with your Powleys, your, mm. your Slaters, and all that. But I've got to give it to Bilesy, just because Bilesy's so accomplished. He he, mm. he did so many fucking great things. Bilesy won twice in Europe back to back Mundaka events wow he uh, defeated Curran, the only surfer to beat him twice in his in his third world title year kidding me? he fell off of Rander onto his head and fucking tore up, uh, you know, sunset. He he just had... He kicked a sniffer dog. He kicked a sniffer dog and got bashed in an airport. (laughs) Uh, He fucking threw a dog off a bridge and got bashed by a heap of Frenchmen. Wow. Very accomplished. He mowed our lawn without fucking (laughs) blades on the mower for about three and a half days. He's just an absolute fucking weapon and we love him. But uh, a big shout out to Matt Smith, who I think probably... it's, It's that argument where you go, well, who was more naturally talented and who... Sort of like got the furthest. It's just that. It's an arm wrestle.
0: Best, best comparison I could make is uh, think of Jeremy Biles as like a young Kong, Elkerton. Yep. That kind of brand of surfing, really powerful, swung big boards around. Think of Matt Smith like a, a young Kelly Slater mm. before he became accomplished. Exactly. Just had that kind of freakish like... Elastic kind of approach. A classical power-versus
2: slide yeah. conundrum. Yeah, yep. But, just but also just movement.
3: too radical for his own good. Too, too radical on land. Found himself in all ah. sorts of trouble. Died in custody, which is a, fucking a real up. drama and a real fucking sad way to go for someone who was just such a great surfer. But good question, Link. Thanks very much, mate.
2: Glenn Mitchell <laughs> wants to know, would you ever vote for a surfing politician if they continually paddle up your inside on a point break and when you finally have them on your outside... They drop in on you. Would you ever vote for such a... Is he talking about bugs. <laughs> no chance. <geez>. Well, <laughs> I mean, uh, it sounds like pretty bugs-ish behaviour. Oh, that, that's where it's going, isn't it? I mean, unless it's uh, our Tulsi has just had a gutful after being sidelined from the CNN televised debates and it's just gone all nihilistic reptilian on the world, just yeah. fading cunts at fucking every other That's not a style, man.
3: You know what I know. It's not a style, mate. Break. Must uh, be a bugs one. <laughs> Uh, Jasper Endersby, who, uh, another long-time Swillian Smithy, wants to know who would win a heat at our 10-foot sunset between Rondog, Smith, Vorno and Bainey?
0: Oh, already. That's that's uh, just, no just, contest. Yeah. That's, that's because he, he rides he rides lumber on three-foot days at North Ave. Mm. He rides huge Simons. Um, he's already done three turns before anyone else has even seen the wave. Yeah.
3: Good all day. Yeah. All right, the rest of us would
0: be fucking sitting out wide watching.
2: Kyle Warren Johnson wants to know, would Mikey have saved Leo if he was the one drowning?
0: <laughs> Actually, Tyler uh, put Did that Did we just take that as a on <laughs> One of those questions, lucky it wasn't Leo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well played, Tyler. Well played. Oh, that's a good uh, one. I'm just going to leave that one. Leo
0: would never be in that situation.
2: Nah, that's true. He's not uh, prone to a selfie on rocks in front of a 50-foot swell, is he? He's prone to a selfie, though. Oh. But,
0: uh, yeah, nah. Wouldn't uh, be in that pickle. But to- like Mikey would have saved him, for sure.
3: Uh, we've had this one before, but Taman Tallini wants to know, how did Ronnie end up with the locks while Deadly ended up with a polished oh. doorknob? Yeah. Look, UTFS, I agree. UTFS. But it's, it's clear that, you know, more virile men go bald. Mm. That's the answer, isn't it? Sitting there with well, your that's little the withered uh, legs.
0: that you've come up with, Vorno. Mm. So Smithy, you got one?
2: Luke Egan wants to know, not the Luke Egan, but a Luke Egan wants to know, best surf surflick of the 90s, Surfers of Fortune, Bunyip Dreaming, Green Iguana, Sick Joy, Hawaii 90s. Are you Sarge- sure that's not Luke Egan? <laughs> <laughs> There's a few of these. Uh, Sarge's scrapbook Mondo Extreme Experiment, all down the line. Does Surfcore 2001 have an opinion or was he still sprouting pubes at that time?
3: Well, we're going to get Surfcore back on soon because he's uh, he's been AWOL for a long, long time. If I just had to pick one off the top of my head, the most important surf uh, film of the entire 90s for me was Kelly Slater in Black and White. And I saw it when I was, I was at my most formative. I was about 13 or 14. Mm. Blew the hinges off anything I'd ever seen before it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if anything had an effect on me the same way for the rest of that decade.
1: Mm.
0: All those movies that you, uh, you listed, though, I think they are all in the library. Mm. Oh, they oh, were. Uh, Our video Eddie collection Bromworth was huge. Um, but uh, yeah, those Jack McCoy flicks were awesome Yes, um, indeed All down the line too that w- We saw that on the big screen, mm. Warner
3: Kempsey RSL Yep <laughs> Remember The big screen, the big
0: projector yeah. I we, had
3: say. To, we, we had to get uh, ushered by police the big Through sheet. like uh, about 400 people Just having a huge bar fight on the street That had spilled out of the local pub mm. That's just how Kempsey is though Mm. It was back in the day, but that yeah, was, it was that awesome. Was a great flick. Ah, such a good movie! Great soundtrack,
2: and too. a shout out to uh, Tom Carroll's directorial debut, the 1997 Quicksilver Pro G Land. You love that one? That's a Smithy. Movies. Well, that's your
3: movie from the 90s, surely.
2: Oh, have to be I'm mm. sure. Up the top.
3: Uh, here's another one related to the Mikey Wright rescue. Phil Pico. he says, uh, "Who would you rather be rescued by? Baywatch era Pamela Anderson or right now mullet-headed Madman Mikey Wright?"
2: Oh, it's a great question. Yes, <laughs> It's my Heavy answers. Do you want some uh, inflatable norks in your <laughs> mouth as you're getting wrenched from Keiki Shorebreak, or a diesel-soaked mullet?
3: Mm. There's a good chance you're going to wash up on the beach further up the coast if Pamela's rescuing you. But uh, yeah, yeah. But
2: you know, on the plus side, at least you've got some inflatables to uh, hold on to as you
3: look. I'm going to go with Pammy on this see. one. Mm. I'm going with Pammy. Oh,
2: yeah. very muff.
3: Good call. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Pammy. 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 Duke can't read. He wants to know: With the ladybirds throwing airs and stab high that may uh, uh, that not many women on the tour can do, how many heats could the likes of Sierra Kerr and Aaron Brooks win if you threw them in a CT event tomorrow? It's a good question. Relates to our conversation earlier. Uh, would their air game alone be enough to survive a season in the CT, given that we haven't really seen that side of women surfing at a comp level? So this is a really good question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So go on, you, Drew. Or-
2: well. Tyler Wright won a first well, CT as a 14 year old. There. Remember the, the momentum generation?
3: <laughs> Everyone was going. These got like it, it did happen eventually, but like when those guys got on tour, man, they got fucking schooled for a good couple of years before they started to sort of like, like all of that futuristic surfing started to score in the eyes of the judging and stuff. Mm. Do you think, like the, those those girls are a while off yeah. challenging the CT women?
0: Yeah, I can remember um, Jack Robinson first uh, surfing his first heat against Slater at Karamas. Uh, it was uh, Oakley CT uh, that year and Jack Robinson, incredible barrel rider. But I think he was probably about 14 at the time. He was really young. Mm. And uh, you just kind of knew physically that he was going to be no match for Kelly. Like Kelly only had to put his board on rail and the amount of water he was going to displace was going to be beyond anything Jack could do with multiple turns at that point in time. And I, I think that... It's probably the same story now. Mm. Like, as much as um, this next generation uh, is more competent above the lip, the women's tour has actually been evolving nicely as well. Mm. And their surfing is big and um, big wins. Yeah, it just wins. And, yeah. and those air sections are so hard to come by in heat. You mm. know, if you go out and surf and, in the surf and attempt to do an air, um, you just don't get those opportunities. You've got to be a masterful aerialist. To to make those moments happen, mm. and they're not always there, mm, so I think uh, the chance of them surviving a year on tour is slim. Well said.
3: Well said. Well said. Big big wins. It's it's so clear. Especially uh, you go to any comp and you you watch those alpha men, alpha women surf. It's just a mm. whole different world watching it in real life, isn't it? Like a a, a good example is like a a William Cardoso turn online just. Never has the same power. Like, I've seen him throw plumage at Bells at his fucking goat bird-esque.
0: In Momentum Generation era, I was um, surfing in Foster. And at that point, you know, obviously the Momentum Generation for me was all it. Had had my um, original favorites, but um, I was surfing at Foster and Simon Law paddled out. And Law, you know, I I knew him from his switch foot at Pipe, but I'd never seen a, a CT surfer uh, other than Jeremy Biles, surf in front of my own eyeballs. And uh, his speed and power and uh, his ability just blew my mind. Mm. I was just like, he, he's not kind of in the same realm as the, the guys that I was idolizing at the time. And he was so much better than anyone I'd ever seen up until that point um, that he instantly became a favorite. Still is. Hey, Go the law.
3: Love the law. Okay, i got one here from Craig Wit. It's a good question, and I know you've got something to say about this, movie. Has Gabby taken his eye off the ball by going on a sexy holiday when he could be <laughs> going for the Triple Crown? What's going on in Gabby's mind here? I mean, he's kicked off the year with a two, a second. He's so number two on the ratings. Doesn't even really start his year until midway through. We know that. Mm. But is he just cruising? Is he just loving his life? Is he just – oh, that story on uh, Stab, I think Stab Premium it was on – you know, how rich and famous is he? Are we living in a bubble that we have no idea just how, you know, good this guy's life is and that surfing is just becoming uh, something that he'll do when it suits him?
2: Yeah, it's interesting. He's taken a completely different tact to a lot of guys of his generation and his kind of talent, uh, which is, you know, settling down, getting married early, having a one stable partner. He's just out there fucking pissing into the wind, so to speak. <laughs> just uh – I mean, has he gone back to Brazil, has he? I
3: don't know. He seems like he's on a sexy holiday. Craig seems to know what's up on your Craig app. Yeah, Keeping tabs on Gabby's love life. He's living moving.
2: large.
3: He's in Mexico, I think.
2: Ah, oh, Mexico. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, he's living large. I mean,
3: fuck. What do you think? I mean, what, what, if,
2: It's crazy that he can <laughs> still keep the focus and the drive while living that kind of playboy lifestyle. I mean, who's really pulled that off, that balance off? Long term,
3: no. But what about now that the world title finals right uh, on a single day, and you only have to be top five? Does it make the year for a guy like Gabby who can just cruise to semis like at will? Does it make that? Does it take the foot off the gas a little bit? He just sort of like turns up and goes right. I'm here to win, obviously. But in all the in between time, I mean, he doesn't have to think about the world title till that finals day.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh I mean, when the going gets tough, the Gabby gets fucking going, man. The mm. guy's made of steel. He's had his nerves surgically removed, as we know, and he's just an absolute Adonis at the pointy end. So, I mean, fuck, probably doesn't really matter, does it? He can just do a tour de force of uh, Mexican uh, nighttime parlors, and uh, I'm sure he can show up, read a roll, and still take their fucking heads off when it matters.
0: I think Gabby's just single-focused world title guy. Mm. He's, got a, he's got a triple crown. It was just a bonus to ripping Hawaii apart. And then uh, I just think now he just sets his focus on the, the world title. He wants those big event wins, obviously. But um, I don't think he buys into uh, the rest of it. I don't think he... Cares too much. He'd probably be going. Ah, it's just, it's not a proper triple crown year. I'll yeah, f- true. Got my my girl. I'll go hang out for a bit. And
2: oh, he's got a girl now.
0: Yeah. Oh, true. He's, yeah, he's all. Yeah. Oh, so
2: he's all loved up and uh, he's all loved down. up yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Fair enough.
3: Here's a good one for you, Smivy. Uh, skateboards and nature. Mm. Nice Instagram handle. Uh, as stalwarts of professional surfing community, I'm sure you have each had the opportunity to meet and hang out with your current and childhood surfing heroes. What is your most re- embarrassing or regrettable fan-out moment? Now, this is different to your run-in with Geordie Smith where, mm. you know, he said, how about you buy me a drink, stab guy or whatever. Mm. Have you got a moment where you were, you're speechless in the presence of greatness? Um, or embarrass I, yourself.
2: Yeah, I think when Bobby Martinez was shaping up to me at JBay, that was probably like pretty surreal. And wow. Because <laughs> yes. like, uh, he was a guy I fully idolized. Mm. I, you know, they're all the guys I was, for whatever reason, gravitated towards you, Kobe's and Bobby's and um, these kinds of characters. So to have that happen. Was pretty fucking uh, out of control, and uh, but at the time, like I was still very much. Li- I think I've explained this before, but I was mm. in, I was living that lifestyle, so I wasn't yeah. scared of fighting or anything at that point. But um, it was weird. Um,
3: <laughs> it's a good one, man.
2: Yeah, a bit yeah. So getting
3: f- shaped up to—that's something else. Yeah, I mean uh, the the surfing's full of famous moments where pro surfers came into the the surf mags or the surf media and had it out. Mm. Shane Haran famously punched out. Derek Hine for uh, a non-favorable surfer, top 44 surfer review once. And uh, mm. uh, who else? Uh, Nat Young, way back in the day, punched out Philip Mason, the guy who owned tracks, That's the uh, right. the English pommy cricket fanatic who happened to own a couple of surf mags. And wow. And he knocked him out for being uh, someone taking advantage of surfing and making money off of it.
2: Really? That's so all it, it took?
3: A, I think it was a little bit of a backstory too, but it had something to do with that. Um, yeah, it's not unusual for the media yeah. to, uh, to be at the brunt of some sore, wounded egos from time to time? The
2: regrettable mm. moments, things are a funny one because, like, generally when I was on the job doing the tour and that, I'd, you know, give pro surface as wide a berth as I possibly could. I wouldn't fraternise at all, generally, because no. I was just like – I found that that world that they existed in discombobulating. I couldn't kind of get a grip on it, you know, just mm. the, the sick of fancy and the – the, the, it's like uh, inflamed egos, you know, big fish in a small pond. I, like, I don't tend to worship uh, people just for one virtue alone. Like, the mm. ability to fucking do a good cutbacks not really doesn't set me alight. Um, so, yeah, I used to just fucking get, get out of there. And, you know, every now and then you'd kind of uh, cop guys on your wavelength. Uh, but, yeah, no real regrettable moments. I didn't do that much fraternising, mm. to be honest.
3: Mm. Got one, Doc?
2: Um.
0: Oh, I mentioned that one with, uh, like, Sean Briley. I think, like, if you're at functions and you uh, – approach someone thinking that you're going to have like a good conversation when you're off chops is uh, always regrettable yeah. i did it at the pots first time i uh, met pots in the uh, the city um yes in the 90s late 90s yeah one of those <clears throat> kind of parties and I uh, went up the pots and uh was just oh. foaming at the mouth, and he—he uh, oh. yeah, he, oh. he was actually pretty cool. But I can only imagine, like, for people, no matter you know where you're coming from, like if you're a, an identity or whatever, like dealing with people who are pissed, coming up to you, chewing your ear off, wanting to have a conversation, must just be so. Oh, you got to be so patient. Mm, and it was uh, brutal. Both of the people that I did. Did it too. Were uh, yeah, and Pots didn't remember
3: it. That oh, quickly. I've got one embarrassing one. I uh, I got had a huge night out with Mitch Colborne once, and it got to the <laughs> early hours of the morning. I was going, mate, I got your back. I'm gonna whack you on a cover. Now nah, I'm gonna put you on a cover, mate. This is when I was running <laughs> Surfer World early days. Got to the my last issue of Surfer World, and I get this like tag on me. Uh, Tag on me Instagram, you know, I, I did a post of me standing next to a pile of mags. Ten years, you know, it's like fucking half a forest of old-growth Tasmanian hardwood. Yeah, it's prime. Cut down. Cut, down. cut down. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, it had been ten years since I'd made the promise. I would just get this fucking text message. It goes, where's my cover? You can't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's good. that jog my memory Oh, so actually. embarrassed. Uh, it was so good. I've got put on assignment to.
3: Sorry, <coughs> Mitch. It, it is coming. I'm still there. I've got some swing, mate. I've got some sway with surfing world. Well, we can do it.
0: I uh, <laughs> I did get uh, teed up in a practical joke though for a con- confrontation. Remember um, Sunny Garcia that year grabbing uh, <sighs> the photographer? Andrew yes, McMahon, I do. Dragging him through the contest side at Cabarita, mm. giving him a stern talking. I to. remember um, North Shore, maybe two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, big after party after the Pipe Masters. Bunch of people just chilling, relaxing. And uh, old Jake Patterson teed up Sonny Garcia to grab me around the scruff of the neck.
3: Oh! Uh,
0: drag me through the You've experienced
3: out. the real fear of the North Shore. Oh. Right? That's proper.
0: I kind of, in the back of my mind, I saw Snake. Just that, you know, that hideous grin of his. Got to get those T-sorted snakes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I saw him kind of with a wry grin on his face as I walked in. But, yeah, Sonny just turned around. He just grabbed me around the scruff of the neck. He said, come with me. Walked me around to the back of the house, took me down the side alley, and I could see Snake's head poking around the corner, put me up against the wall, and then slapped me on the shoulder and said, just, just fucking with you. Oh, oh That's rough. I was like, mate. Anyway, I'm how, gonna
3: hey. whip home and just get this huge gorilla finger out of <laughs> my boardies.
0: <laughs>
3: I was gonna say, uh, should, do you want me to um, do you want me to dry clean these shoes? I just pissed all over. Or yeah. how would you like that? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, one here from Hendo Froth, who uh, oh, we, Hendo, yeah, we love Hendo. Yeah, absolute legend. Works on the the Wuzzle back end. Big editor. Uh, he said, uh, "Question for Ron Dog: What advice would you give an average surf nerd such as myself, who aspires to be a lord of the mic and the commentator, Mad Dog such as yourself? Up the Ron, UTFS you on your Hendo, Love you, mate.
0: Oh, Hendo, uh, I, f- I feel like you're you're there, mate. You're on the verge. You yeah. can walk in. I think he uh, just the the edits he uh, he creates." He's a character. Nah, he's a legend. Actually, um, there's so many... I mean, that's a good place to So
3: start. many people who are part of the team, They, you know, not many people know, but it's a, it's a full engine that's cruising around the world. Oh, yeah. uh, but what about the crew out there who do want to commentate, dog?
0: I've had a lot of people hit me up, DM me about getting into it. And um, you can almost... I always say you could compare getting into commentary at a CT level to aspiring to be a CT surfer almost. Mm. You... You just approach approach it like you're trying to qualify. Start with juniors. Uh, approach your your local governing body. Start with uh, board riders. Sur- surfing, start with board riders for sure. Get a megaphone. Just buy one yourself and go down and start commentating. <laughs> but um, Smoothie style. I always uh, ask, if you're really serious about it, if you're in New South Wales, ask Surfing New South Wales. They're always looking for commentators for even sort of minor events. They need someone reading scores out. Volunteer your time uh kind of learn the trade and if you do a good job and you're entertaining people on the beach keeping the surfers informed as, as to what they need to do there is a pretty good chance you'll get called up to potentially a um a, an event that's broadcast you know one of those qs 1000 1000 events you start working on some of those bigger qs's uh start to happen there's going to be a lot of Um, work for commentators once these regional QS events start. The pathway is
3: there, Smithy.
0: The pathway is there. That's how I started doing it. Doing QSs and eventually um, back in the day, someone from. Qualified. Yeah. One of the the companies, Billabong, said, would you want to come to Tahiti and maybe call a few heats there? And I was like.
3: (laughs) 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 Would I? (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: exactly what it was like. But, uh, yeah, that's the way to get into
3: it. What about you, Smith? What's your uh, – what's, what's your – you, did you do the QE to get onto the uh, CT? Because I know that you've been doing TV shows.
2: Uh, well, never been on the CT, and I've never been on the QS, but uh, I don't really even do commentary. Oh. But uh, <coughs> from a
3: – We're going to be doing it this weekend, Burley single fit. Uh, there, there you
0: go. You have done forget. the uh, Burley event before, though.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: So, yep. I well, like almost got it. punched out by a police officer after fucking tearing into the Queensland <laughs> –
2: After likening him to the uh, plague of blue (laughs) bottles that had besmirched the uh, contest site.
3: That was pretty good. From one
2: blue pest to another. But, I mean, what are fucking cops doing hanging out at surf contests anyway?
3: Big shout out to our uh, friends in blue who happen to listen to the frog podcast.
2: Fucking no shout out. (laughs) Shout out, reneged. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last
3: one, Smimmy. How long does a mullet, how long does a skullet have to be before it's a cape? Ah. That is from our good friend. My username is Stew. Mm. Last question. How long does a mullet have to be before it's a cape? Well, how long's Mikey's mullet? That's it, mate. That's the answer. me are you kidding me you gotta be kidding me you gotta be kidding me you're kidding me you're kidding me you're kidding me right are you kidding me
1: this guy are you kidding me are you kidding me are you kidding
3: me are you kidding me are you kidding me are you kidding me
1: you kidding me
3: are you kidding me you're kidding me you've gotta be kidding me you gotta be kidding me you gotta be kidding me you've gotta be kidding me oh you gotta be kidding me you gotta be kidding me you've gotta be
1: kidding me you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You've gotta be kidding me.
0: You gotta be kidding me, right?
2: You gotta be kidding me. What? You gotta be kidding me! 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 You gotta be kidding
0: me! Are you kidding me? Are you
2: kidding me? Come on!
1: You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me!
2: Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me?
1: Are you kidding me? You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are
3: you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me?
1: Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding
3: me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you
0: fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you
1: fucking kidding me? You have got to be fucking kidding me. Are you fucking kidding me?